Yo, yo, yo. It's Dame Fresh, and you are tuned into the Wait Till You Hit This podcast. Uh, this is episode 23, I believe. We just hit our Jordan year. You know what I mean? What y'all talking about? Jordan episode. I said Jordan year. Jordan episode. Um, Who gives a fuck? Fuck y'all. I know I didn't say LeBron because I don't fuck with LeBron like that. Got a problem well, with it? Well, why didn't you say Jermon Green? He's 23. I got my boy Ricky with me. Say what up, Ricky. <laughs> what up, Rick? <laughs> that nigga said Draymond Green. Nigga, what? what's wrong with Draymond Green? He's a three-time champion. How many rings you got? Okay, moving on. Uh, I got a, I got a class ring. I got an earring. I got a, I got a class ring. I got an earring. I leave got, a ring. I leave, I leave, I leave a ring in the tub. <laughs> Oh, you a dirty nigga. You got, <laughs> you got rings on the tongue, nigga. You dirty. <laughs> you a dirty nigga. How you though, Carter? What's the word, man? How you feeling? Oh, I'm good. Yourself? I'm all right, man. You know, everything is everything. Uh, my nephew's, um, his his 14th birthday just passed. And, you know, the whole situation with his mom and everything and her passing. So it was kind of, it was a little challenging experience for him. But, you know, uh. We 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 got them and everything, so you know everything everything. Uh, I know that you picked up your uh your system and shit like that, and you've been on that 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 Spider Man four, bro. Tell the people um, tell the people your experiences of the next gen PS five lifestyle. Well, first and foremost, I have not been on Spider Man four. I've been on Miles Morales. Get it right, because I'm playing with the Black Spider Man. We ain't playing with you know. Listen, Peter Parker listen, listen, around. my nigga. And that's don't a big deal. Me. Don't disrespect me. Deal. I don't. I, don't disrespect me. I'm trying to be a nice guy. You going to disrespect me and correct me and all this shit, nigga. I don't know what the fuck going on. I ain't living a next-gen lifestyle yet, nigga. I don't know. Hey, man, it's not even on next-gen. You can play it on old-gen, too. That's Black Spider-Man, man. You, we we got to get props to Black Spider-Man. We don't got too many Black Spider-Mans, even though he like Puerto Rican on this one. He don't really claim his blackness, but that's okay. You know, that's that's what they do in New York. Shout out to New York. You know, Terror Squad, FIP, all that, you know, but it's a, it's a fun game, man. The graphics for that shit is like um <laughs> for for lack of a better word, that shit is next level. That shit is fire, man. It's like watching a fucking movie. There's been times where I'm playing a game and I completely forget I'm playing and I'm like, yo, just like mesmerized, submerged, all that good shit. So this shit's dope. So in this one, it goes Miles Morales <clears throat> is the one from Into the Spider Verse, right? Uh yeah. It's from that movie. That movie was amazing, man. That movie was really, really fucking good, man. Yeah, I think that's the best superhero movie to date, even though it's animated. I I would have to, in a lot of ways, I can understand why some people wouldn't agree because it is animated, and you know how that shit go. But to be honest with you, in terms of like animation, character development, and overall, just the tenor of the film, I just I really really enjoyed it. So. Uh, for people who are not as familiar with how the game is, so like, what's the what's the angle on the game from Miles Morales' perspective? Are you kind of just following, well, like, following the story, or? Um, pretty much this one takes place where it's not a multiverse that I know of. I didn't get to play the last Spider-Man on mm-hmm. PlayStation Four, but it's pretty much picking up directly at the end of that. You start off the game where you're Miles Morales, and you're pretty much getting tutored by Peter Parker on what to do as being a Spider-Man. And they start their first mission off to where 
Peter Parker hits up Miles Morales and he's like, yo, we got to help escort some inmates from the last game back to prison. I'm going to need you to know, back me up in case shit goes bad. Long story short, shit goes bad and you're fighting with a villain known as the Rhino. Uh, and he's fucking up the city. He's running through the city, breaking shit because they were trying to uh, transport him via helicopter for whatever reason. And one of the cables on the helicopter broke and it dropped his uh, holding cell. Holding cell breaks in the middle of the street and he just starts going rampant. So you're pretty much following Peter and chasing down, trying to apprehend other inmates that are getting out because he's knocking over police buses and vehicles and stuff that are also transporting other villains. So they're getting out, pulling out guns, fighting with the cops and all that. So you're trying to pretty much do crowd control and help Peter Parker, you know, get the rhino situation underhand. Once you guys do get that situated, uh, Peter goes, hey, I got to go handle some other business. I'm going to be taking off and going to overseas with my girlfriend because she's going on a modeling gig. She wants me to be a photographer. Anybody who doesn't know Spider-Man's a photographer, he's mm -hmm. not being Spider-Man. And he's like, well, while I'm gone, it's going to be your duty to hold down the city. Uh, if shit gets out of hand, give me a call and I'll be like right back. And then you start your adventure. So that that's just, that shit sounds amazing. Not gonna lie. Uh, when I think about uh, Into the Spider-Verse and uh, the Miles Morales shit, you know, I think about that song, Sunflower. Yeah, it was a good song. Man, that song, that's a happy ass song, man. That shit just make you feel good, man. You listen to that shit. You know what? It's one of those hey ass songs. Have you ever looked up the lyrics for it? To to Sunflower? Uh-huh. I've sung it. Like I, I probably know the words to like, have, have, have you ever paid attention to the words of the song? It's not really I, like I have not really I'm, a happy song. It's, it's not a, like you know, get a nut. <laughs> it's not it's not a happy I'm talking about the I'm talking about the music in the way that it's arranged. That I wasn't really talking about the lyrics per se. You gotta, oh, you that's gotta, what you, I'm saying. You kind of got to parse that. You kind of got to parse that down. But who, who you really like listening? You know what I'm saying? Who you listening to? Like, you know what I mean? These these ain't like the the most uh precise lyricists in in the world. Well, no, I'm not trying to attack it from that angle. I'm just saying it's ironic. It's another one of those songs, just like Outkastism or fucking uh, Andre 3000, whoever you want to give credit to, because some people don't really look at those albums as Outkast, but um, that's a whole other tantrum. But like, hey, yeah, when hey, yeah came out, everybody's like, yo, this is a dope, happy song. And then once people start paying, to the lyric, paying attention to the lyrics, they were like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like, And Sunflower kind of gives me that same vibe because it's a happy-go-lucky sound. When you're just listening to the melody or whatnot for it, but when you listen to the lyrics, it's like, yo, uh, what the fuck does this gotta really do with Spider-Man? Should my kid really be listening to this? But you know, that, that, that was it. That's all I was saying. It was just kind of funny that that's how those things go now. Listen, I don't I understand what you're saying. I am a person that listens to very melancholy music. Sunflower ain't melancholy at all, nigga. That should make me feel, yeah, nigga. They made me want to smile, nigga. And then I listen to some shit that make me want to look at the wall. What the fuck you listen to that make you want to listen to the wall? Look at the wall. Well, what the fuck you listen to? Like, you talking about like a vagina? Like, what kind of wall? Like, hey, I don't like a nigga. normal wall. Listen, listen, I was talking about a white wall, but you, you, hey, it hey, can be white. You, Sometimes you <laughs> on a white person. Like, hey, you hey, know, hey, that. Hey, T, that was Ricky Scott. Who the fuck is T? What did I do? <laughs> That's the inside of it, man. Uh, I, like the homie, the homie, the homie T don't really uh rock with the Caucasian persuasion. 
I'm pretty sure he do. He probably one of them people who do it on the low and be like, I don't really fuck with the white people. Then he catch a white girl and he like, you know, disrespect her sexually. You know how that shit goes. They be having those people all the time. We even make fun of them in the, in the fucking movies. Like, uh, don't be a menace while drinking your juice in the hood and all that. Remember all the dude was like, I don't fuck with the white person, blah, blah, blah. Then he had the white chick. That's how I usually go. My milk and magnesia. Mm-hmm. But they was wrong for that. She was the most. She was the. She was the most basic white woman I've ever seen. I mean, I don't even remember what she looked like. She looked like so she. She looked like comment. she looked like she made bologna sandwiches for a living. <laughs> I think I know this is gonna sound all fucked up. We're not that type of thing. But when you said that, I, I thought of like the old lunch Samoan lady. When you said bologna oh, sandwiches shit. for a living, that's what, that's what I thought of. I don't really even think of a white woman. You talking about now? If you would have said. You talking about Joy? You talking about Joy? Old joke for uh, Proctor Minutes. You look like a yeah, Hawaiian, Hawaiian lunch lady. <laughs> pretty much, or oh, dude from Rocket Power. I don't know if you remember that show. Like, that, yeah, that's what came man. to mind. Man. That's, what, that's what came to mind. But you used to watch Rocket Power. Uh, back in the day, yeah. Like uh, I'm older than you, but not by that much. Like I said, when I probably was like maybe shit fourteen or something when that shit came out. I was still See, his name was Tito. Something like that. I just know uh, was Rocky no, Power was, the one with the little crazy kid. It was Ray. No, that's the Wild Thornberry. Rocky Power was the one where they was skateboarding and shit and like snowboarding and shit. I don't. Yeah, he's Reggie, the Twister. One of the yeah. most classic, and we can we can get into the show after I say this. But one of the best episodes of Rocky Power is when there was um there was like cleaning up the beach or whatever, and uh, Twister was like. Uh, oh look, it's a rapper from my favorite Freezy Freeze. I love Freezy Freezes. Oh look, it's a rapper from my favorite Bubblegum. I love Bubblegum. And then they came back the next day and they cleaned up again. And the nigga was like, oh look, it's a rapper from my favorite Freezy Freeze. I love Freezy Freeze. And then he did that shit. Then nigga was like, hey, this is the same trash I picked up yesterday. That nigga was like, listen, something gotta happen, bro. I'm gonna be picking up, I'm gonna be picking up this shit for the rest of my life, bro. That, that, was hilarious. that nigga was picking up his own shit, getting excited. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. You dirty motherfucker. Keep the beach clean. <laughs> that nigga was picking up his own dress. That's funny. <laughs> well, all right, man. Um, we've got the people waiting long enough. Let's go ahead and get into this week's show. No, fuck that. We gotta get to these lyrics on the Spider-Man song. They, like, we we we're not gonna just we're not gonna oh, just shit. get past this. Hell no. Like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's go line for line. Cause listen, you gotta you gotta understand who the fuck you listening to. This is Sway Lee, nigga. This is what, this yeah, is but, okay. Tell me what this got to do with Spider-Man. Needless to say, I keep her in check. All right, explain. Who Spider Man ever kept a check? Have you ever seen like a cartoon or the movie like Mary Jane and all them chicks he be messing with? They they be holding that nigga. He's like Captain Simp. So like that. Okay. That, that's out right, of the window. You, you 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 won the first. You won the first line. All right, go to the next one. She was you a, won the first line. She was a bad bad. Nevertheless, okay. Peter be having. She probably was bad. She she yeah. All right, you lost that one. Calling it quits now, yeah. baby. I'm a wreck. Okay. You did a chick didn't leave him before. I know. I I see that part when the chick left him. I agree, and he remember he be he be simping. Remember, so yeah, you're right. <laughs> remember that part. Remember that part on Spider Man Three when he was acting like a sedated bitch. So so she <laughs> left him. <laughs> that nigga that nigga got that that nigga got that venom shit in him, and he was walking he was walking like he had hips like hips like an hour, like an hourglass figure. So he was walking with his hips swaying and shit. Oh yeah, that's right. He, was, he started doing the musical and all that shit in that Spider-Man. I <laughs> yeah. forgot about that shit. And then, 
That nigga was grabbing women up as he was walking up the street. Oh, he's doing his Donald never, Trump. Yo, that nigga told. <laughs> oh my god. What? <laughs> they had my boy Toby looking crazy. Hey, Toby is the most unassuming superhero of all time, bro. He's like the most normal person ever to be a superhero. Yeah, when you say like a basic bitch and making bologna sandwich, he would meet that criteria because he don't look. That like nigga dead. They gave my they gave my boy Toby the the new haircut. He was looking like a soccer mom. Oh, that nigga was looking worse than a soccer mom. He looked like a, just a straight up fucking, for lack of better term, a simp. I'm gonna be using that word a lot today. That seems like the the magical word for the me word to of, describe people. The word simp. Of the day. I wanna I wanna say that Toby Maguire looks like a butch. A butch. He does. He does. He does. Nah, you. you I don't know if that's like the appropriate term, but that he kind of looked like a. Like a like a, a stud, like a, you know, the proper a stud lesbian. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right stud. way. He looked like a stud lesbian, like you know what I mean. Like he he wore Paxson, he wore Paxson uh shirts. Like you remember the Fox <laughs> shirts with the logo on it, and and fucking straight bill fitted hats. Hey, I'm not with, I'm not I'm not saying with, you're wrong. With, that's all I'm gonna with say. Black, <laughs> with black cargo shorts. <laughs> Yo, we about to get canceled. We don't talk about Samoas. <laughs> we don't talk about white women. Well, I fuck with the Islanders. Shout out to my Islanders. People be telling me I look like an Islander, so I fuck with them. I think don't. Oh, uh, you want to go? He don't fuck with the white women. No, you caught that though. He was like, <laughs> he was like, I was like, we talked about the lesbians, we talked about the white women, and the Islanders. He was like, I fuck with hey, the Carl, Islanders. Hey, Ricardo, that was Ricky Scott. Oh, we gonna pass that on to me? They can tell the voices by now. <laughs> All right, but look, you want to go to the next line? Crash at my place. Maybe you're a wreck. Um, Peter, ain't I, having I think no the chicks left. That nigga be gone. A chick slept at his crib before. What bitch? He married. Didn't he marry one of them before? That's different though. She already left the nigga. Like she ain't crashing out of house after she left already. That was the previous one. Remember? All right. Needless to say, I'm keeping a check. That's a lie. He don't really keep nothing in check. He keep the villains in check to a certain extent, but not really because they be beating his ass. Um, is it, he just repeat the same thing? Uh, thinking in a bad way, losing your grip. He did lose his grip on Mary Jane. Oh, in the in the in the Amazing Spider-Man two, he left. He lost his grip on um Shorty. Oh no, she died. No, we're not doing that. She died. We're nigga. not doing that. We're not he, talking. We're not he, doing that. He didn't lose her grip on her. He broke that bitch's neck. There was a difference. He, he said, lost his grip. No, he lost his grip and she died. He shot the web and when the web grabbed her, it snapped her back. <laughs> he blew that bitch back out and they wasn't in bed. So like that's different from losing your grip. The problem was he had too he, much sticky grip. Did, did he not lose his? If he if he had a better grip. She would have never snapped her neck. No, see, the dick game was too strong because that's the problem. When he shot the web out, it grabbed her and the force of it. Because she's falling, he's going up. And when he yanked back, he broke the bitch's neck. Bro, we go, we getting canceled. I done called this bitch not, a bitch I, like I, 67 I, times. I'm not going to lie, bro. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm have a moment of transparency on, on, on the way to you hear this podcast. That scene really made me fucking sad, bro. Wow. I was sad, bro. Because, man, I like... I'm 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 kind of predisposed to like not, I I'm a very empathetic person, so like I automatically like put myself in the place of the the person and him losing his chick like that, man. I was sad, man. I was sad. I was like, damn, bro. He was trying to save this woman because she was gonna die regardless, bro. She was gonna die. Like if he didn't try, she was dying regardless. Like she was gonna fall and die. And he tried and she still died, man. And it was like, man. So damn, he was pretending you were Spider Man in the movie theater. That's what you're telling me. I wasn't pretending that I was Spider-Man. I was just thinking about how I would feel if the woman that I'm with passed away in that fashion. 
I would be, I would be sick, nigga. Nigga, sick. you'd have to pretend you're Spider-Man. Hey, what fashion would you be at where you fighting a green goblin in the motherfucking clock tower, nigga? Like, 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 you have to be Spider-Man at that point. You can't pretend like, you know, oh, what scenario I'd be in where I'm in a clock tower and a nigga got like a, what the fuck was that, like a hoverboard or some shit? And he throwing it's pumpkins. A, like, come on, bro. You have to pretend you're Spider-Man. Like, what Spider-Man It kind of made me think about this other movie called One Day where like, uh, without a Mexican, this dude, that movie, the day without a Mexican. Yeah, no, no, it was just one day. It was called one day. This I was called, I don't know what the fuck you talking about. Oh. And you, you kind of flirting into risky territory. <laughs> so I'm gonna leave you the fuck alone. Well, no, nah, because Miles Morales is like a Mexican. He's like Mexican and black. He's a mixed kid. He's, That's why I thought you was connected to. He's he's Afro Latina. Yeah, he a nigga. Latina. But um, it's this movie called One Day, and like, uh, I'm not trying to get into like all the particulars of the movie, but like it's a it's like a romance film or whatever and dude and and the chick were kinda of fucking with each other over a period of time. And they finally kinda of got to a place where they were like really, really rocking. And she she I think she got in like a car accident and passed or some shit. And like I was fucking crushed, nigga. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't wanna lose my woman now. Yeah, nigga, you be really into the movies. I can't get into I, them like I'm, that. I'm I'm a, I'm a super empathetic person. I, I kinda like I like, and this is kind of where, like I don't know if I ever talked about it, but like to the audience, I'm a writer. Like by trade, by trade, like what I do as a person, I'm a writer. I am a writer. So in order for me to create, I fully, uh, I fully, I fully immerse myself into anything that I am uh, interacting with at the time, whether it be sadness, happiness, anger, anything. I really don't toil and fear too much because I don't know if we've had those conversations, but I'm not really one for the horror shit, like the scary shit. Yeah, we got into that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really, but like, so I don't really embrace horror or fear, that type of stuff. But anger, happiness, sadness, I embrace those and I fully latch onto them. So like, like, I ain't afraid to say that like I have cried at movies, you know what I'm saying? Because that's just how I give it up. And I take, depending on what it is, because granted, like I don't interact with everything on the same level, but if the shit is, if the shit does, like, I do connect to it in that way, I will, like, take away from it, and I probably um, am inspired to create based on, from it. Does that make sense a little bit? Uh-huh. Like, so, yeah, I, I'm an empath. That's just how I am. That's why I led with that. Like, yeah, I'm an empathetic person. So when homie, when Shorty died in Amazing Spider-Man, it's like, it's hard for you to suspend your disbelief from a lot of things, but you can, like, I can't, I can't identify with fighting with a fucking green goblin, but I can't identify with just a, on a human level, a man losing his woman that he was, you know what I'm saying? I can't identify with that and I can connect, you know what I'm saying? So, well, I don't know if we, we get on the t- off on the table. No, 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 but let me ask you this and you can answer or not answer it, then we'll move on to our actual topic. So when you're watching porn, can you empathize with the girl getting her shit like destroyed? Boy, I wish we had a camera on your face. Boy, I wish we had a that was camera a, you, on your face. Listen, you won. You won. That was a good one. That was a good one, that was a good one bro. That was oh, a good one. Fuck it with you. Let, 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 now that we got all of the, the audience and everything prepared for the show with the city of us, let, let, let's get on to the, to the actual topics at hand. All right, man. Let's start this off with something a little easy. Um, 
I know we talked about the Buster Rhymes T.I. crazy situation with the versus thing. I'm pretty sure you remember that conversation. Well, of course. Um, of course. Earlier this week, I guess uh, Buster sat down with Complex and he was talking to them about their album or whatnot. And during that conversation, he stated he still wants to do a versus. And his thoughts toward the verses were the only three people that make sense for him to do it with were Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, and Eminem. Uh, what's your thoughts on that shit? So we had that conversation um on a couple podcasts ago about the Ti uh, Buster Rhymes uh, versus battle, and I I had to admit that I was a little off about Buster Rhymes catalog because I just I just don't think about busting in appropriate context. However, even with me admitting that I was wrong, then I still I feel like this is a little out of his league. I do feel like even if he does have the catalog to match up with these guys song for song, I do feel like just on a le- from a legacy perspective, he really doesn't meet the criteria for M. Wayne or J. I'm, and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. I'm just saying that in terms of like his actual like legacy. Like he is a legend, don't get me wrong, but I think the echelon that M. Wayne and J are at those dudes would probably feel more comfortable battling one of one of them, like one another, like an M battling Wayne or J battling Wayne, you know what I'm saying? Then either of them taking a Buster Rhymes. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I got to agree with you on this one. Like, I think Buster has like hits mm-hmm. for like great singles and whatnot. But once you get past that, I don't think he has any that can compete with these dudes body of work because some of these dudes have legendary songs that were like never fucking singles that everybody sings like anthems. So it's like, I get where he wants to try to place himself, but in the real world, sorry, Buster, you're just not there. Like I could see you doing something with like someone else, but these three caliber of MCs and where they sit at in the hip hop culture is just like, come on, man. You, you, I don't see how you jump from TI to these guys. Like, like, <laughs> like, like I think about like, like, Wayne got Wayne like M Wayne and Jay. Those two, those three would probably compete well with, with one another. But Wayne could play shit from his mixtapes and get bust out the paint. Like what what Buster Rhymes gonna do when Wayne play the sky's the limit off drought three? Like you're gonna look crazy. He just gonna look crazy. <laughs> Listen, man. I, yeah, bro. Buster, I respect you as as a, as a legend, bro. But nah, nah. I think I think you bugging up the wrong tree with this one. Now, out of those other three people that he mentioned, like, how do you think that would go? I think we talked about the Eminem and Jay before, but like, with a Wayne and 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 Eminem type matchup, I don't even know how that would look. Like, I think their styles are so different that I don't even want to see that shit. Like, I can't see them matching up well at so, all. So, just being fair, because we've had conversations about this in the past, I do not think that Eminem would perform well in the versus battle uh, against somebody that is like on his level like that because I've and we we disagree in the past but I still stand by it I feel like Wayne and Jay-Z have and you just asked about Wayne but Wayne and Jay-Z because those are the two that are listed I just feel like they have more relevant things that are songs that are cultural to us like Jay-Z like like we, we talked about Jay-Z has album cuts that are more more uh more praise than a lot of people smash singles. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a Wayne has mixtape cuts that are more more praised than people smash singles. Like, so I don't, I don't, I don't think that Eminem 
He has, he does have some no doubters. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think that he has the amount of no doubters that a Wayne or a Jay Z would be able to pull from. That's just my opinion. I feel you on that. Totally agree. Just curious if anything might have changed since this whole craziness happened and he keeps still trying to push for reverses. I mean, just so we can move on, hopefully, Buster, you can find somebody that it just makes more sense with. But the people you're calling out, I just think they're out of the, your league. And it, there's nothing you can really do about that. Like, I don't think the people just want to see you, bro. Sorry. I, I, I think it's a situation where, um, it, like I said, earlier his legacy is just not viewed in the proper context and you said in the past that it might be because of him not having classic albums um that might be the case but when we went through his catalog and I know a lot of that got edited because it was like it took a long time for us to do that um he does have the songs to stand up to even uh, to be honest either of these three artists he does have the records I just don't think he has the profile and I think that's what's doing him a disservice here. Yeah. I, I totally agree. With that being said, while we're still on versus, um, your opinion change on who might win this versus coming up Thursday out of T.I. and Jeezy? I don't remember who you had before. I think, though, we both were looking at Jeezy for this one. Damn. That shit is this Thursday? This Thursday. Time is fine. I think it's going to be a really good uh, battle. I, I know the most most people have uh, Jeezy just wiping the floor with him, but I think I think people are discounting the fact that it's not just street niggas that's going to be looking at the live. You know what I mean? That's going to be looking at the battle. There's going to be a lot of women that are going to tune in for the battle as well. And a lot of the, a lot of those smash singles that T.I. have were geared toward women. So I think that T.I. performs well in this battle. I, I low-key have T.I. with the edge. That's just my opinion. Um, but I am, we've, we've had a discussion, I am a huge Jeezy fan. I'm a big fan of both of these guys. So I'm going to have a good time regardless. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of edging T.I. Um, that's just where, where it stands for me right now. How about yourself? What would you call an edge? Like you thinking like two song edge or one song edge? How close is the I, edge? I don't, I don't, I don't, I, it's hard for me to think about it in the versus context because it is like a 20 song thing. I just think, I think that like, I, I just think that like, T.I. will win, but it won't be by much. I don't know. Like, maybe, like, a by a song or two. I don't think it'll be by much. Because, like, it'll be different for me than it will be for a lot of people. I'm coming into the battle. This ain't some shit where it's, like, I'm coming into the battle and I got, like, a favorite artist or some shit that I'm, where I'm leaning toward. I'm coming into this shit as a fan of both of these artists that know pretty much their, both of their entire catalogs, you know? So I'm, like, it, it'll literally just be me picking who song the song that I like more, you know what I'm saying? It, it wouldn't be me just coming into it and say, well, I'm predisposed to liking Jeezy. So if it's a, if it's a, uh, if it's a, if it's a close one, I'm going to edge Jeezy regardless. You know what I mean? It's a situation where like, I'm literally just picking. So how about yourself though? Like, what do you, what do you think the score will be? Um, I think Jeezy might get a, a I don't know. I'm going to be perfectly honest. At first I had Jeezy blowing it out of water. But now that you're, you know, pointing out that this is going to be a versus, it's going to be more than just, you know, us being there. And by that, I mean, like, you know, pop culture and all these other people tuning in. I think it's, I think I'm going to have to lean toward T.I., even though personally I want to see Jeezy win, because I don't see what Jeezy's going to do when something like Blurred Lines gets played. Like, Jeezy doesn't have a record like that at all. 
or anything that I can think of off the top of the head. So I think that's one that, you know, I'm hoping T.I. doesn't play because I just don't think it has a place in. See, that's it. So that's, a, so like, that's another conversation. What? That's another conversation, right? So, like, I don't like the fact that people are handicapping these battles. It's like, it's it's one thing to say that you're the person that you pick is going to win, but then you have to frame the, the, the competition in a certain way to make it to where the person you pick is going to win. So, like, T.I. is a person that did music. He did trap music. He has an album called Trap Music. He did trap music. He did uh, club music. The nigga did fucking songs with pop stars, all types of shit. So for people to try to limit T.I. to just trap shit and say, oh, well, Jeezy made better trap music than T.I., so T.I. is going to lose. It's like, bro, that's kind of, you kind of like handicapping T.I. at that point, no? Well, no, it's not necessarily a handicap. What I'm actually doing, well, toward T.I. in that sense, it's more of a handicap toward Jeezy. Jeezy framed himself in a particular corner to where there's certain records that I don't think he has anything to compete with. It'll be a street record versus a pop record to where in that sense with everybody tuned in from the world, not just the hip hop culture, T.I. is going to win that every time. Like, what do you do against the song that he did with Justin Timberlake? What do you do my against love, the song that he love, did with... What, what, right. Well, I wasn't even thinking of that one. I was thinking that uh, Dead and Gone. Oh, shit, I forgot about that one. You're right. See, like, the songs like that, certain songs I don't think Jeezy has off the top of my head that could compete with that. So it's like, that's three songs off the top, like the Justin Timberlake song for with, uh, that you just said, both of them, and then you have Blurred Lines. Those are three songs that, you know, with everybody's vote being a part of this, I don't see Jeezy winning those rounds. So he already lost three rounds automatically. But, but Now, well, Jeezy... Now, Jeezy might have songs like, uh, shit, what's an undeniable song put, that he has? On, I can't really on, think of anything. You don't think T.R. has something that could beat that? I, I mean, he probably does, but like if you if you playing Big Joker versus Big Joker, that, you'll probably get it. But Put On is one of them. Uh, and then what? And then what's a big one, but like, like I said, it's like his heavy hitters versus T.I.'s heavy hitters. I think T.I., well, we call them nukes from anybody yeah, that's, that's not familiar with 750. When we, do, when we do ours, we call them nukes. They're the ones that you put down and it's like, okay, you're going to have to either hit me with a nuke, another big song, or you're losing this round. And to be honest, I don't think Jeezy's nukes are as big as T.I.'s nukes, where they count because of the impact of the records. Like any of the, my love with Justin Timberlake, Jeezy doesn't that's have That's my, my love is my shit. And T.I. smoked that shit, bro. T.I. smoked that shit. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think I, I think Jeezy does have some nukes to fight with. Like I said, uh, the Indem What record, he has Soul, Soul Survivor. Okay, that's a fair yeah. one. Well, and that, oh, oh, that's another one I want to jump back to. What happens when T.I. tries to play his Jay-Z records, which the only one that comes to mind is Swagger Like Us, and then Jeezy goes into his bag with his Jay-Z records? Who do you think has the better Jay-Z records out of those? Uh, it's probably it's probably Jeezy, but it's, it's, of no, it's of no fault of, like, T.I.'s because the, the records the records that Jay got with Jeezy are, are records that Jeezy already had in – Jay just hopped on. Like, if you think about uh, Go Crazy, that was a song that Jeezy already made and Jay just threw a verse on it, you know what I mean? It's not like they have they, they got a record where they just went in that motherfucker and made some new shit. Swagger Like Us? Well, the reason I asked that is because you're probably going to hint at, I probably cut you off and you're going to hint at this. 
whose verse would be the better then? Do you take Jeezy's verse on Go Crazy or do you take T.I.'s verse on Swagger Like Us? Who had the better verse at that point? Like, how do you I just, judge I, I just think that, to, and this is my personal opinion, I've said before, I'm a fan of both. I just think that Go Crazy is a better song. Like, you know what I mean? A better song overall. I never, like, I like Swagger Like Us because of, um, it was more, more about the pomp and circumstance about all of these huge artists being on one record, you know? That was kind of the allure of a swagger like us. T.I. clearly had the best verse on swagger like us. No question. No question. But Go Crazy is just a way better song to me. I never really cared for the beat on swagger like us. Never really did. Like, you know. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I didn't like the M.I.A. You, you know, you know what? A T.I. record that I forgot about, and I hope that he doesn't forget What's about. What's that? Drive Slow. Mm, that's a good song. That's a real good Yo, song. Cardo, I forgot about Drive Slow, bro. I mean, I can see why you can because there's just so much fucking music to try to remember that some of them going to slip through the cracks. Like, I'm pretty sure both of these artists are going to play some shit that we're both going to be like, why'd you play that? Or are they going to put some shit out there that we're both going to be like, oh shit, I forgot whether it's a feature or not. I don't so. think that I don't think that either one are going to play songs that I don't know. I think it's more so it's going to be like, Man, I've because we've done so many versus battles to this point. It's gonna be more of a situation where it's like, man, I don't know if you should have played that because I see how these records perform. You know, like that's kind of mm -hmm. how like what's kind of colored in my Jay Z uh, standpoint. I've seen Jay Z performing and Biggie Smalls to be honest with you, even though we're not talking about him at all. Like I've seen those two artists perform in a versus battle to where like, man, I did not know. Jay, I'm not Jay, Jay Biggie more than anything. Like, I did not know that this motherfucker had all this music, you know? Like, God damn. Like, all of this, like, truly impactful music. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. But I, I expect it to be a good one, man. You said Thursday coming up? Thursday. I believe Thursday is the day. Damn, that's going to be interesting, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm... Well, before, before we end this whole little versus segment, I did have a question for you just from out of curiosity that I kind of just thought of on the spot. Would you, if Shook Knight were to ever get out of jail, would you ever be interested in seeing him and Puff Daddy do a versus with Death Row and Bad Boy? Mm, so I'm gonna I'm I'm answer the question like this, and I know this probably not like giving you what you want. My answer is no, but my answer is we could just let Snoop Dogg and Diddy do it, nigga. Fuck Shook Knight, nigga. Fuck that nigga. That's fair enough. But would oh, you of be course. Uh, in no, no doubt. A, a, like a record label person? No doubt. Like I, I, definitely, I, definitely I definitely would. I definitely would. I definitely would. Who you think you're taking in that? I have, like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no fucking idea. Because, like, when you, I'm starting to think about, I already got, mm -hmm. like, my, my Diddy side colored in because, uh, full disclosure for the audience, I did a versus battle using Diddy. So, like, I already know most of the shit that he could play. But when you think about Death, Death Row, you got pretty much anything that Dre did. You got fucking uh, Pac. You got Snoop. You know, it's tough. That's tough, man. That's tough. <laughs> now, I know I said this before, but I'll give you one quick versus out of those two, and I'm curious who you would take. Now, Puff gets up there. He sells it. Take that, take that. Does a little dance and puts on victory. Snoop, since we're going to go with Snoop, gets up there. He, you know, says some witty ass snoop shit and he plays two fuck hell mary or machiavelli who are you taking Ooh, shit oh huh 
Hey, Cardo, hey, Cardo, hey, Cardo, hey, Cardo, I'll do you one better. That nigga Diddy get out there and play uh, fucking Sky's the Limit. Sky's the Limit uh, by, by Big. And, and, and Snoop plays Hit Him Up by Pocky. Oh, my. Yo, let's move on, dog. This shit, this shit, listen. I don't have nothing to do with that nigga. These niggas play. They play this <laughs> thing. They play yeah. this thing. <laughs> I think if they do a season two or however they do the versus thing, I think they should lean toward that. Have like actual errors or maybe record mm-hmm. labels versus each other so we can get an idea of, you know, which error or which label had the better shit as a whole. That would be pretty dope. But All right, man. So just getting into some other things. Um, so the Nick Cannon, the whole Nick Cannon and Viacom uh, fiasco is taking like somewhat of a turn. It seems like he's going to be allowed back into the fold. And this is kind of hitting to towards like a uh, a return to wilding out in some ways people are kind of viewing it that way uh i got i got a quote from um variety here uh it says mccarthy said in a statement to variety he's been an extended part of our family for almost 20 years and a personal friend of mine for almost half that he's leading by example apologizing he's trying to learn and understand and help others do the same that's the kind of partner we want to work with there isn't a date Available for revival, however, Candace producer, partner, and manager Michael Goldman believes the relationship between Nick Nick Cannon and McCarthy will be beneficial until Viacom CBS return. So it seems like he's gonna be be allowed back. Uh, I know that you felt like in the when we talked about it in the past, they kind of had him bending over backwards and stuff like that. Uh, but it seems like it's working. He's about to get his business relationship back. Uh, how you feel about it, bro? Um, I kind of talked about this like behind closed doors with some folks in the group the other day, and I don't, I'm not buying it. It sounds like some like smoke and mirror shit because like they're saying things are trending toward the good, like a good footing for them to get things back together. But that's coming from Nick Cannon's people. You know, he talked to uh, they they sat down with him in the interview and talked with him or whatever, and he's saying, you know, we're having good relations and whatnot. Like, what is he supposed to do? Is he supposed to come out and be like? Oh, shit, it's super bad, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't help when you're trying to, like, you know, get your shit back. So it's like, it's one of those things until I see something happen, I can't really say this is really going anywhere. Because we saw this with, like, Kaepernick and them before. It'd be one week, everything's bad with the NFL. And the next week, you know, oh, the NFL and Kaepernick are into talks and something's going to happen. And that shit just kept getting drawn out. So, I mean... I don't disagree. With, I don't disagree with what you're saying in terms of we did see it with Kaepernick. I do feel like it's a it was it's a different situation because Kaepernick Kaepernick really didn't from a business perspective. He was on the downside of his. He was looked at on like the downside of his career, and like he was kind of like a fledgling starting quarterback at the time. So it didn't really it it didn't really do the the teams real, real really much to have him come in because he was more viewed as more of a headache than helping the situation with Nick Cannon that's like a very very fruitful relationship uh, a fruitful business relationship that if if everything is made right I would think that a business would want to get back into that relationship you know uh, I think that's where the difference is uh, did you hear about uh, this whole shit where they offered DC Young Fly uh, the opportunity to host like like a wild and out spinoff, and he turned it down. 
Yeah, I heard about that. I thought that was like pretty stand up of them to do because you know most people would have been like, you know, well, how much money are we talking? And they 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 say the amount, and you'd be like, and from what I understand, the amount was like eight figures or whatever, which is like you know extremely life changing. Right. So for him to turn it down, and his reasoning being, you know, God is here, and I'm not going to do the man who gave me my opportunity any shady business like that. You know, that's that's pretty stand up, and all you can't really do is applaud it because, like I said, most people would have probably probably took that money, man. I'm gonna keep it tall with you, bro. If if somebody was gonna offer me eight figures, um, I I would I would have. Try to get my get the blessing from Nick Cannon and took that money, and then fuck fuck that fuck the deal up and let Nick Cannon come back and do the show. <laughs> but I still got my money though. <laughs> I'm not I'm not mad at that. Like eight figures is a lot, bro. You can change a lot of people's lives, man. Listen, man. With eight million. Not... Listen, man. I'm I'm sorry, bro. I I I, I love I love Nick Cannon too. Uh, DC Young Fly, but fuck all that. Yeah, bro. All I can say is, say, you better than me. You better than most because a lot of us would have probably been looking at that, that the eight figures and be like, you know, um, all right, I'm gonna get mom that house. I'm gonna get them surgeries. All this debt, my man's gonna be gone. Uh, some of us, them student loans would be gone. So I give them props. But that just lets you. That speaks volumes of the character of DC. And on top of that, that speaks volumes of the character of Nick Cannon because you gotta really respect the motherfucker to, you know, put. Put money aside, like, uh, especially that type of money. I, I wanna, I wanna be as pragmatic as you are and think about it from that perspective. But like, I just can't. It's something that's like kind of pushing me to say, it's it's all dope for for black folks to have all these fucking morals and 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 what the what you say values or what have you. Uh, when it's a money thing, like nigga, sometimes we just need to take our paper, like. <laughs> Like sometimes it's like fuck all that extra shit where it's like I'm so I'm so rooted and grounded and I'm a real nigga, man. Go get your fucking money, man. Go get your money, bro. Yo, Cardo, they they offer this man at worst eight figures is ten million dollars, correct? Mm-hmm. Man, y'all niggas don't get the fuck out of my face. Hey, Nick Cannon, you better understand, nigga. You already got your ten million, nigga. I need mine, nigga. Yeah, but you got to also look at it from a whole different standpoint. Like, I don't know his situation, but from the outside looking in, he's doing well. He got his podcast. He got a show going. Um, he's getting he's getting his money. For, well, he's already got his money from Wildin' Out. He sings. He raps and stuff. He has avenues of him to where I don't think he's hurting. Don't get me wrong. I don't think the motherfucker got 10 figures, but I don't think he's in a position to where, you know, he's hurting for money where he would have to do something to, you know, his personal moral compass. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it a stack with you, bro. I ain't saying that the nigga hurting and he's probably still going to be able to make money. It's just a situation where if somebody offers you ten, like $10 million, like, nigga, it's $10 million, bro. I get that you don't want to spend your political connect with Nick Cannon or what have you, and I respect that. But I feel like Nick Cannon would respect it. That's my opinion. I, I don't think Nick Cannon would tell niggas, like, nah, you can't go make that money, bro. Well, what about what if you look at it from this point of view? What if uh, DC Fly was looking at it both for you know he don't want to step on Nick Cannon's feet, but more so he don't want to openly say it. But y'all just fucked over Nick Cannon. What y'all gonna do to me? I mean, 
And we all know DC is not as politically correct as Nick Cannon is. Nick Cannon tried to politefully say what he says all the time. He just recently started getting a little bit more vocal and outspoken. So, and even in that, he had to backpedal in that to start correcting things. DC will come out and say some, so, some so DC shit. That's kind so. of my point. And I, I kind of said that at the beginning. I led with that. But like, if he does say some shit and they fire him, nigga, how much of the money do I get to keep? <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, like, Nick is my man. Nigga, I don't give a fuck about this, nigga. We just come over here and make some money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's all it is, man. I would look at that shit as strictly a money move. I wouldn't even try to make the show successful, nigga. Just give me my paper, nigga. Y'all fucked over my father. Yeah, but that's one of those things to where you get $10 million, but what happens if you fuck up the rest of your paper? Because you can't just you can't just blow off Viacom. Viacom almost uh, owns everything in the fucking, like, TV industry and so forth. So you, you fuck up the ties with them. You fucking up your ties with a lot of shit. Now, if you say, "Well, that don't matter," and ten million is all that's worth, then I mean, sure, I guess. But what you gonna be doing a Chitlin circus for like the rest of I mean, your time? Not like, like outside of outside of uh, outside of them doing the TV, like the Wild and Out show. It's not like like the I the Eighty Five South show is like heavy on TV. They do more more so podcasting in their own show and like shows around. It ain't like they're on TV. They don't make their money off TV. Like I understand that Vine. Yeah, but you don't. I understand that Viacom owns TV, but Viacom doesn't own every uh, stream to get shit to the, to the consumer. They don't, fair enough, but they 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 own and have enough connections with a lot of people to where you can get your ass blackballed and DC ain't there yet to where he can like, you know, really, really, really run it or he can really be running it right now, you know, so. I don't, I don't, I don't, disagree, with, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying, you ain't got to blatantly tell people to kiss your ass and suck your dick. All I'm saying is, you could go up there and and um act like you don't know what the fuck you're doing and make it to where they want to cancel the show. And maybe they cancel the show and you still have a good standing relationship with you, but you get to keep your fucking money. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. That's us all the time, nigga. Bring the money back to the hood, nigga. Fuck is you talking about? <laughs> well, the real question at hand is like, I don't know about you, but let's say the show do come back on. Are you gonna watch it? I wasn't, I wasn't watching. watching I wasn't watching the like shit to begin with. I'm gonna be honest with you. That shit is for white people now. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be hours. It ain't hours no more, bro. That's just real shit. I don't. I would be honest. I don't ever really remember when it was ours. I uh, it was like, at one point. It was hours. MTV Two was hours, bro. When MTV Two was our uh, shit, because I don't know if you know or not, but MTV Two and MTV Jams that was that was the black people stations. They didn't took MTV Jams away. Them niggas, them niggas got BET, and now they didn't make MTV Jams, BET Jams, just to make sure you know that MTV Jams was for the black people. Nah, back in the day, I used to watch the BET Soul and all that. Nah, shit. you, they used you to have, old, like, all the you old nigga. You old. Hey, fuck you, you little whippersnapper. <laughs> Kick your little young, youngster ass, but that—that's that, when they used to have all the dope videos. Where they have the dope R and B videos, all the dope ass hip hop shit. Fuck you, bruh, bruh, They days. used to. Look, nigga, you got me. Good. Nick Cannon, the same age as me. Fuck you. That says that's, 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 that's a lot. That nigga was on. That nigga was one of the, the first people on all that. You remember? I don't remember. No, Nick I'm, I'm lying, bro. That. He was not one of the first people. Oh, on <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Man. You was supposed to say you remember. You was trying to set me up. Oh, yeah, I remember that. No, nigga. I don't remember that shit. No, he actually came with, like, the third wave. He, he was on all that, and they gave him a Nick Cannon show. What's but that? that shit was ass, though. The Nick Cannon show was so fucking weak. Um, But what up? I thought he was a Disney kid. Or nah, it was Nick. Like, no, he was, was a Nickelodeon kid. Nick. Um, but uh, you, you, never, you never watched MTV Jams? 
I remember MTV Jams, but I don't really fuck with it. Like they used to have the barbershop show and the Charlemagne the guy. No, that, no, that's MTV there. Two. Like, you thinking of MTV Two? I'm talking about MTV. What the fuck MTV Jams was literally a station, but it just played like rap and hip hop, like rap R and B and hip hop videos all day. That's all it was. MTV Jams. They used to play that shit all day, all day, all day. Nah, nigga, I'm old school. I used to listen to the box. So you got the car. I, I mean, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember some of that shit, but I'm. I'm talking about MTV Jam. Oh, then fuck you, you old ass nigga. They, 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 uh, yeah, I, fuck yeah, you. I remember, yeah, I remember playing with cardboard boxes when I was a kid. <laughs> fuck out of oh, here, you old you. motherfucker. Fuck. You old fuck. Fuck you, nigga. But look, fuck but you. look, hold on. So MTV Jams was, like I said, it was all, like, you know, urban videos. Nigga, do you know that Viacom, they got the BET deal or whatever? It used to be MTV Jams. I guess they didn't want MTV associated with the black shit. Them motherfuckers made MTV Jams into BET Jams, nigga. Well, that's, that says a lot. <laughs> that says a lot right there. And he was watching it. No, huh? I don't watch. Nobody watches it no more, bro. It used to be fire, though. I mean, you used to watch it when it was on MTV. You you know, you you was cooning, to say the least. That's Can true. I say that? Or is Facebook going to get me I don't here know too? what the fuck they're going to do. I don't Facebook. know what the fuck they're going to do. But all I'm saying is MTV Jams used to be the shit. You used to watch pretty much. You could turn that shit on and just... Go by it was like it was like listening to a playlist before playlist became a thing. You know, you could just put it on MTV Jams and let that shit run. So you, that's what you used to do all day, just watch MTV Jams. Stop asking me questions. Stop asking thing. me questions, nigga. I feel like you're trying to like set me up. And I I'm not fucking with <laughs> I ain't set you up, nigga. You just try to you just try to set me up, talk about you remember Nick Cannon on the season one of all that. Fuck you. I ain't trying to set that nigga, you up. I'm just and, asking, is that what and, you used to do? Because you you're informative and, on and this. Cardo, Got a, you think Nick Cannon tried to smash Lloyd Bettenberg? Oh, hell no. Shit, nobody tried to smash her. Uh, uh, I remember her. I'm not body shaming nothing, but that ain't my type. Stop. That's hey, the shit I don't hey, like. Hey, You're you not, about to, you not, about, you not about to be disrespecting Lloyd Bettenberg, nigga. That big white chick, that shit I don't like. Lloyd. <laughs> I can't do Lord, it, bro. Lloyd nope. Bettenberg. Lloyd Ricky, Bettenberg. Ricky don't love that salsa. Nope. Ricky don't love that salsa. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Lloyd Bettenberg is a legend, nigga. How old Lloyd Bettenberg is? She got to be 40 at least. Yeah. I don't know, nigga. She a legend in your house. We don't retire her in this motherfucker. I'll tell you that. She ain't got no jersey, <laughs> no jersey hanging up in this Raptors. Lloyd buddy. Bettenberg is 40, 44 that. years old, nigga. Probably with you, nigga. You seem to know everything you about it. You you know it. Know, nigga. I'm, on, I'm on fucking oh. Google, nigga. Chill out. Uh, you ain't on no Google, nigga. You know that shit by heart. You got your hand, place your right you, hand over you your remember heart. When, uh, you remember <laughs> when Lloyd Bell was on um Lloyd Bell was on um uh Steve Harvey show? Oh yeah, I remember that with Bullyhead. Yeah, she was her name was her name was Lydia Liza Gutman, nigga. They always gave her a long ass name. I don't know why. I've missed the Steve Harvey show. That shit was funny. All right, R.I.P. R.I.P. Romeo, man. R.I.P. Romeo. Yeah, that was my uh, brother's homeboy David's best friend. I remember when uh, that was your sister. That was your sister, was sister, cousin, baby Tracy, huh? Nah, that was my brother. My brother, <laughs> homeboy David. That was really his best friend. I remember that because I remember when he they got the news. That nigga David broke down like. That motherfucker was like, hurt, hurt, hurt. 
Because uh, I think they were like maybe like 22 or 23 yeah, that, or something like that. That's a, that's a really, really sad situation, man. It really is, man. It really is. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Is Bullethead still around? Because I heard like rumors about him a long time ago that he passed. No, I, I, I don't I, know I, if that's true. He's still alive, bro. Like, I remember my favorite moment on the Steve Harvey show is when that nigga showed up to class dressed up as fucking Johnny Quest. And uh, what was the little Indian boy's name off of that? Uh, Haji, 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 Haji. Funniest. That shit was funny as fuck. Because he was like, we are not Bullethead and Romeo. I am Haji and Johnny Quest. That shit was mad funny, bro. Yeah, man. Shout out to them. Shout out to the Steve Harvey show. Uh, I ain't watching that shit no more. I hope he don't become the fucking uh, host of Jeopardy, bro. That's what they talking about. They talking about getting Steve Harvey to host Jeopardy. Like, would you really watch that shit? Like, I don't know. Oh, no, they, 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 need some, they need a smart motherfucker to be um, the, the host. Like, you... <laughs> You gotta let me finish, man. You gotta let me finish, man. You gotta let me finish, man. I'm sorry, I wasn't expecting you to just shit on Steve Harvey like that. He was like, no, you need a smart motherfucker to run Jeopardy. No, but they need like an intellectual motherfucker to run Jeopardy. And Steve Harvey is more like a comedian. Like, you know what I mean? He's he gonna give you humor. Whereas you need like a, a, a sarcastic, kind of witty. Uh, intellectual, a uh, Provencal type motherfucker, you know. Who are you picking? Uh, I think Levar Levar Burton would be a good pick. That was a, that, 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 that was a, that was actually that was actually that. a list. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Levar Burton for Rita Rainbow, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but that was actually a list. Um, you think he's an intellectual? Why is that? Because he be reading. Stop playing with me, nigga. No, I'm serious. What makes you think he's an intellectual? Uh, I'm, I'm about to pull up the article, but I don't know, man. It's just he he's he kind of give you that that host quality, you know? And he got that kind of that kind of tenor with his especially if you remember reading Rainbow. He kind of got that tenor with his shit, you know. Um what about Bill Nye the Science Guy? Would you fuck with Bill Nye the Science Guy hosting Jeopardy? Yeah, that would be okay. I mean No, nah, you don't seem like you fucking with that I mean, one. Yeah, that'd be right. You don't seem like you fucking uh, What what about Neil deGrasse? Uh what, what's his name? The black scientist dude? I always get his name fucked up. I'm horrible. I don't know. I, I don't Tyson, know. I don't Neil, know. Tyson Neil, or Neil, like Neil got the personality for it. You know what I mean? You didn't hear him on the Logic album when he was playing exactly. God? All right. Like so that? look, this is the this is the list. <laughs> the list that they got. So they got uh, Ken Jennings, who is considered to be one of the best contestants on Jeopardy of all time, was hired this year to be a consultant for the show. He is the site's top favorite to land the gig. Uh, George Stephanopoulos, ABC News chief anchor, uh, second highest, LeVar Burton, fans on Twitter petition, Rita Rambo, the host. Uh, they got Neil deGrasse Tyson, mm. Passe mm. Jack. I'm going to just let you know right now, Passe Jack, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I'm, taking, I'm thinking of the wrong person. Passe Jack might get it. He might get it. Who the fuck is Passe Jack? Will Fortune. I want to see that old motherfucker. Like, yo, you might as well just let Vanna White touch the screen. Don't even say nothing. Oh, like, you know, you know what I was thinking. You, you know what I was thinking. Do you know that Chuck Woolery is like the biggest Trump supporter of all time? The nigga from the Love Pyramid or whatever that was. <laughs> uh, what was the name of the show? <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking about, right? Where they used to answer the question. I remember Chuck Woolery from something. I can't. Where, where, is, where was he from? <laughs> That nigga, that, that nah, nigga like, hosting mad game shows, nigga. Nah, he did that one famous he did Will one. Will of Fortune, like he did Love Connection, Scrabble, 
Love connection. Green, That's the one I think green, love pyramid. Green, God damn. lingo. Um, but yeah. I don't know. But yeah, uh, so he's the biggest Trump supporter of all time. But anyways, uh, Passe Jack. Is he really? Yeah. Laura Coates. How'd you find you that out? Go, go on to social media. <laughs> Why the fuck would I be on Chuck Willary's social media? I thought the nigga was dead, to be honest. Too crazy. Uh, Laura Co- No, I'm not even trying to be funny. Some of these people were like old when I was a kid, and you keep calling me old, so... But continue on. Listen, nigga, I used to love Lingo on the Game Show Network, bro. I wanted to play that game. What's that? I don't feel like explaining it. Uh, Laura Coates. Well, fuck you then. <laughs> Laura Coates. Uh, Ryan Seacrest. Bro, I don't Ryan know who Seacrest. these people are. Oh, hell no. I Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. No, thank you. Uh, Katie. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go on from that. Would being the host of Jeopardy be bigger than having your own talk show? No, no, it wouldn't be. But I do feel like it would be, it would it would be like a gig that you wouldn't lose though. Alex Trebek been the, the talk the, the host of the, that shit since God knows how. And, and while we talking, R.I.P. Alex Trebek. R.I.P. Alex Trebek. We haven't said that. R.I.P. Alex Trebek, man. Yeah, we did. I said I that. Hear you say that, nigga. Well, nigga, if you stop fucking talking and listen, you'd have heard me say it. Shout out to Alex Shabrat. You said shout out. You ain't said R.I.P., nigga. Shout out to him, nigga. He ain't dead to me. He live on. When we talk to him, his spirit's still going. Yo, there there was a video of Alex Shabrat, and he had an afro. Back in the G, he had an afro, and he was really tan. So people thought he was black. And, like, he was, like, they thought he was black. And then he he was, like, yeah, he... He, he shout out to the black people. He he down for the cause. So Alex Trebek will all. Oh yeah, like a yeah. Bro? So Alex, Alex, Alex Trebek like will a... always be good in my eyes. Um and shout. Paul, damn, bro. Anyways, Jimmy Kimmel, nigga, you the one who made me going off on a tangent. Going, Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, now let's just like damn, damn. Let's keep it a buck. We ain't finna watch Jeopardy anyway, so we don't give a fuck about it. none of these people. Man, we know. Katie, come going through the rest of this list, nigga. Fuck this. <laughs> the listeners are like, yo, wrap that shit up. Now, I would have been done if you didn't keep on fucking talking. Well, that's what we do a pod for. Nigga, Katie, we don't hear Katie about Katie Curry. Oh, shit. Mina Kimes is on here, nigga. Uh, the, the chick from ESPN? Don't worry about it. You don't know that I'm like. <laughs> Drew, Drew Carey? Like... Oh, hell no. <laughs> Damn, Drew Carey! Didn't he lose his job to Steve Harvey? Doesn't he own like the Family Feud or whatever? Look at that! Look at that. Look at that. I don't know. What the fuck did you say? Don't. see that nigga? Joe, fuck him. Cleveland rocks. Ain't that the good Joe, about Cleveland? Joe Rogan. Fuck him. Really? That nigga, he can't do that. He got all that money from Spotify. They ain't gonna let that nigga leave the cave. Uh, Get your ass uh, back in there, nigga. We on you. James Hulse Howard. And they be making fun of black names, right? <laughs> so they make fun of what they, they make fun of black oh. names, and this nigga name is host. This nigga name is James H O L Z H A U E R. Nigga, I don't remember none of that. Nigga <laughs> named James. That's all he get. He like Prince now. He got one. He got one name, James. James. Oh, oh, sorry, guess what, buddy. Guess, guess who the last person on the list? Those Japanese. I bet you, you can't get, I already said Steve Harvey. I bet you can't guess who the last name is. Uh, uh, Monique. <laughs> Nigga, it's Donald Trump. 
Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? Shit, you're right. You're right. I was never trying. Don't try it up on Jeopardy, bro. No, okay. Transitioning into the next topic. We are transitioning to the next topic. Uh-uh. No more of this, buddy. No more of this. We are moving on. On to the next topic, my man. On to the next topic. Uh, the second angle of the King Von murder with Quanda Randall came out. Um, did you get a chance to see that, or did you see like any of that at all? You know what? Uh, I I didn't even look at it. I didn't want to see it. Like I, I saw you guys have your back and forth on on the group post about it, and you guys were saying something about. It. I guess it looked like King Von was trying to like ask dude for the one on one and went over there, and shit just got crazy. Like I I, I didn't watch the video though because I'm tired of seeing. So so pretty much so pretty much the gist of the video is. Uh, from this angle, you you see Von just basically walk up to him and punch him in the shit. And after that, he punch him in the shit, hit him again, dropped him, and the the dude whoever murdered Von, it like shoots. It happened so fast, like that shit happened. So it go from him punching the dude to homie getting out that car and popping him a cup, a popping Von a couple times, man. So I don't know. It's a I'm I'm kind of over talking about that shit. Also, kind of like overloaded with all this murder shit. Um, I just I just pray all of these brothers' families uh, are all right and they can like you know come to some type of resolution about these murders, man. Because I know most of these dudes be having children. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, man. R.I.P. to Mo Three. R.I.P. to King Von. R.I.P. to you know all the people that we've lost in in this in this music shit, man. That just that just passed away, like Nipsey. Uh, Pop Smoke, XX Tentacion, like all these dudes that just these 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 killers, man. So yeah, um, you got anything else you want to add to that? Uh, not much, man. I mean, it's one of those situations where I ain't really equipped to talk about it, and I kind of don't want to talk about because it it's not something we should really glorify. But I understand you got to give respects to the dead. Mm-hmm. On a on a lighter note, though, since you brought up a Triple X, uh. Did you see he getting an anime? No, I didn't see that. So I never really followed him. I heard a few of his songs. My son likes him, you know, but I didn't follow him as a person. Apparently, he was like a big anime fan mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I guess his uh, his moms or his family, whoever's handling the state, reached out to some people, and they're going to pretty much make like a documentary or something like that, to my understanding, anime style for him, kind of telling the story of his life. Like, I think that's a very interesting take on it, especially since he was like, so involved for it, from my understanding of it. So, so, so you you said that, and I I, I googled uh, his name and anime, and they got some pretty cool pictures of him uh, as an anime character. They got a picture of him with a um, like the Byakugan and the Sharingan shit in his eyes. Like oh, from up in Naruto. Yeah, this shit kind of cool. Fire. This shit kind of fire. Just trying to keep it a little lighthearted because I know all this death stuff. I mean, it's not very comfortable, but. You got to talk about it, but it's just... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like, the, it's the most current shit, but, like, what... I'm just over... I'm over all these people getting killed, bro. That's kind of, like, where I'm at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I understand that you live that kind of life and you... You you put out that kind of energy into the world, you're probably going to get it back. But it's... it's it, it don't make it no easier to discuss. You know what I'm saying? These these kids like... Th- these kids like Vaughn a lot, man. My nephew... My nephew like Vaughn. Like, you know what I'm saying? My nephew, like, he was like, damn, they killed Vaughn. 
And I kind of had to explain to him, it's like, you got to know who Vaughn is, you know what I mean? And I, nobody want nobody want to die, but at the same time, Vaughn, Vaughn was moving like that, you know what I'm saying? Vaughn knew he would come with it. Vaughn is, you know what I mean? So, you know, we'll come with the game. He he wouldn't know. Vaughn was really like that. He wanted them ones, you know what I mean? So, it's tough. It's, it's a tough situation, but, you know, and let's see, and, and I, I think the thing that make Devon's situation so bad is like he was really about to take off. Like he had just trans transitioned to that next uh tier of artists where like, oh shit, they really fucking with him now. And like his shit really moving for real, for real. Like I, I had just started to see more of the like the reputable uh platforms discussing him with regularity, you know? And he had just put out his album, man, and he, he get cut down like that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, uh, unfortunately, I don't think that cycle going in because earlier in the week, uh, I did see some shit with like, uh, what's the other gentleman's name who got dirt? Pretty much his ass whipped. No, no, oh, not dirt. Quando. Yeah, our, the Quando dude. I guess he had a show that was supposed to pop off, and Dirt fucking bought all the tickets out, and I'm pretty sure that wasn't because he was going to show up and watch the show for real. So. I don't think this cycle from the close at all, man. When he making moves like that, like the last time I heard some moves in hip hop like that was like, I think it was big. I called out to Oakland and he had some words for E40. E40 bought that shit out and had the whole motherfucking place surrounded with the goons and the thing. So it's looking like, you know, that, that cycle ain't going in right away. I mean, and you yeah. can't blame him. I'm pretty sure Dirk is hurt, hurt. Cause from my understanding, that was his man. Like he brought him into the game. He was getting his shit together. That was his artist. That was like his brother for whatever reason. That you'll probably know more than me because I know you keep up with the Chicago scene or whatever from YouTube channels listening to the music. I guess they can't hang with each other or some shit like that from some law or some shit like that. I don't, I don't they, even know how they, that goes. They, they, know caught, they, caught, they caught a case together and like the judge banned them from being around each other because they caught a case together. But uh, that's Vaughn was, was Dirk Man from the hood. Like them niggas are a part of the same gang, you know? Like, them niggas are from before them niggas blew up and shit like that. So, that's where all that shit come from, to be honest with you. Like, so, like, that's that's what it is. Like, you know, them niggas are part of the same gang. Them old black niggas don't play, bro. Them niggas is not with. Like, them niggas are on that type of time. So, we can stop talking about this shit now, bro. I'm getting depressed. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I ain't mad at that, um. We can get into something a little different. Um, yeah, we definitely can. I can hear your energy changing. He's sounding like real, real depressed. So yeah, yeah it's all this this morbid like, shit, man. These niggas is getting smoked. They got videos. They didn't put. They didn't post the nigga autopsy pictures. Did you hear about that? They posted. They got Bond's autopsy pictures on the internet. How the fuck they get those? I don't know, but it's some bullshit. That's bullshit. I understand that the man. I understand that the man wasn't. Like, you know what I mean? He, but goddamn, bro. Like, he gone now. You got to disrespect his family, too, by posting his. That's oh, crazy. wow. I'm looking it up right now, and it's saying that the sister's mad because the funeral home is the ones that is the, released the autopsy. One of the workers there got a hold of the pictures and let it out. That's and they, they didn't even fire. They didn't even fire the dude. The dude's not, like, you know, catching any type of bullshit from this and man see this is that same shit we talked about a few weeks ago on the pod where la was passing that law if you do that you know it wasn't a big one but you get fined or some shit they got to do something about this because you shouldn't be fucking making money off of people dying bro like that shit is 
that's just garbage. Like, I wouldn't even want to be in that situation. If somebody close to me died, and before I could even find out the damn information, everybody got the video of my loved one getting shot, murdered, stabbed, dead, blown up, fucking all shit. Kobe got blown up in a helicopter, and they had, like, all sorts of shit sending out before his fucking wife could even find out, man. That shit is all types of corny. Yeah, let, let, you're right, man. We should just move on, because I'm getting, like, Pissed off. Just annoyed from pissed off. talking about this shit. That like that shit is like, what? Oh man, yeah man. Yeah, bro. My heart goes out to the families, man. Yeah. Dirk, the families, everybody else, man. Let's let's just move on. Yeah, man. Moving on to some other shit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you listen to it or not, but do you keep up with Talib's uh, Talib Kweli's uh podcast? No, Talib Kweli is not the most upstanding person in the world, so I do not keep up with his podcast. Well, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, I was fucking with it when it first came out. Then I kind of just lost track with it because it's just so many damn podcasts coming out. But anyway, this week he had DMX on. So, you know, I fuck with DMX just like anybody else. So I kind of tuned in and was checking it out. But on this particular episode, DMX got to talking about he, he got tricked into doing crack, bro. Like everybody always like talks about his unfortunate drug abuse and how he handles it. But come to find out. He got strung out on crack because somebody he trusted laced his fucking blunt. He said that uh, this dude he grew up with, I can't remember his name at the, at the time, it don't even matter because he's a piece of shit, had him out there at a young age doing licks with him and shit, stick up kids doing all this shit. And one day on his birthday, they went out, robbed some people, came back. And as a celebratory thing, you know, dude was like, yo, hit this blunt. They hit the blunt or whatever. And DMX said, I felt fucking weird as shit. I don't know what the hell to tell you what was going on, but I didn't care about money anymore. I just wanted to chase this particular high he got. And he said he came to find out years later that this man laced his shit with crack. And that's how DMX got introduced to crack. Somebody he trusted, saw as a mentor, loved, respected, gave this motherfucker crack. And he's been addicted to drugs going forward since this fucking day. So I thought that was kind of just wow, man. I, I think I, I I remember him telling this story on uh, Rough Riders uh, docu series on BT. Um, yeah, that's fucked up. That's really really fucked up. Like, it's actually not funny. Now that I think about it. Uh, what, you, you thought it was going to be a DMX joke fest? No, nigga, somebody got this nigga on crack. Was like, so Yo, smoke so this. Okay, so 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 just going behind breaking breaking the fourth wall of the audience. Uh, in pre-production, when that nigga, when that nigga Cardo brought this topic up, I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then like he read this whole shit, and it ain't funny no more. Um, yeah, man, fuck the person that gave him the crack, the crack lace blunt. Like, like bro, I, have you ever have you ever had anybody like that was a mentor to you or anything like that? Like, kind of make it you look at him like sideways because they did some shit that like hurt you, like that. I, well, I, I guess I, I just I, I just look at, I just look at it in the sense of like if you have a parent, a parent that you entrust to take care of you, to be there for you, to look out for you, and you feel like they they always got your best interest your best interest at heart. Like I've seen videos, I've seen videos of 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 kids, kid like 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 real kid like toddlers or whatever, and like they're potentially asking, like putting themselves in a dangerous situation with their parent. Because they know that their parent would never endanger, like it. It never crosses their mind that their child, that their parent would do something to harm them. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's how oblivious they, uh, oblivious they are to the fact that like 
this is a potentially dangerous situation, but you trust me so much. So you would think that you would never think that I would ever do something to hurt you. And it's kind of the same thing with, with your mentor. I can see how that beyond just the addiction, I can see how that could cripple you and scar you for a very long time because somebody that you entrust to to take care of you and somebody that you look up to did something like did something crazy to you. And it's a, this is a weak, this is this kind of like a whack pivot, but it kind of makes me think about the whole corporal punishment shit. It's like somebody you entrust to take care of you, to, to look after you, be there for you, is physically assaulting you. And it's kind of, it's kind of, how do you make with that shit in your mind? Like this part, like, you know what I'm saying? How do you, it's, that's what I think about. It's like, how do you make with it in your mind that somebody that you look up to and you, you look up to and that you, you love and you revere just did something that damages you. You know what I mean? That's, that shit is crazy. Very, Look, very gang, cool. while I got the time to let you know this, I just want you to let you know as your big homie, your mentor, your big brother, I ain't gonna never let your shit with crack. Never, bro. Not crack. I might give you like some protein powder or something so you get some muscles, but I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna ever do you dirty and put crack in your shit, man. Just you, just, you, know you just told these people that you was my mentor? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's your boy. It's your boy. But I ain't gonna give you no crap, bro. <laughs> that nigga said he gonna lace my blunt with some protein. With some protein, with some protein, powder so I can get some muscles. Get some muscle, man. Ain't listen, man. Fuck. Listen, man. Fuck you, nigga. You, you are my friend, nigga. You ain't my mentor, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. I coached you up. That one time we was playing a game and you kept falling off the cliff. I was like, look here, little buddy. That's what I'm gonna need you to do. I'm gonna need you to do. I'm gonna need you to stay in this car and not hop off the side. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing listen, wrong with that. Listen, listen, nigga, I was never a first person shooter, man. Stop judging me off of that. I'm not you judging you. you. I'm just bringing up the time where I had to, you know, give you a, a lending hand for us to, to 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 go to the next level, literally, nigga. Because we needed to get to the next level. That's all, you know. Or, I just or, want you to know. Or, or how about when I taught you the game of basketball, nigga? By kicking oh, you your, never taught me. By kicking, you your, fucking, game of by kicking your fucking ass every time we play. You ain't, you ain't never taught me the game of basketball. I had to get that to anime. I got to get that to anime. Mm -hmm. Anime taught me look, what the screen look, was and look, all that. Look, but look, Carter, you didn't kick my ass in 2K. I Carter, we played, kicked my ass we, in 2K. Carter, we played that game, and you kept doing that stupid shit. I was like, Cardo. You gotta pass the ball to this person over here, bro. Like we'll be playing, and I'll be like, Cardo, you have to pass the ball to Square, Cardo. Stop no. trying to do that. <laughs> he said no. Okay. Well, that, nigga said no. that nigga said no. Dang. What what happened? What happened? I decided not to pass the ball to Square, and I kept pulling up with Clay. And Clay start dropping home. 50. 60. You couldn't stop that nigga. That nigga literally had to get tired to go on the bench, and then I couldn't win the game because the motherfucker was tired. <laughs> and Steph Curry can't make a basket for shit because it ain't me. It's him. He's supposed to be the golden boy. 40% for three, and this motherfucker can't even make it. That's the game, not me. I'm just saying, but yeah. So, Rick, I, I, I all, jo all jokes aside, though, Ricky is my big brother. Um, I don't know about this mentor shit. He's more like a like a uh, like a best friend before he is like a fucking mentor, nigga. But I, I, look, I, I do, I do look up to him in a lot of respects, though. I will say that I have no problem giving him his flowers and saying that he's somebody that I that I look up to and I value his opinion up, up, up above a lot of other people in my life. So I don't got no problem giving him his flowers and saying that, nigga. That's because I'm six five. That's the only reason you're looking up to me. That, that's it, nigga. Stop it.
You ain't finna get me the blush on my Nah, take a compliment. This nigga still had the diss. So you trying to call me a short motherfucker? <laughs> No, I'm just taller than you, nigga. Who else you know six five? That's not. I still slap the. I still slap the shit out you, nigga. You don't fuck. Oh no, nah, nigga, you, uh, nigga, I will stab you. You got me fucked up. <laughs> you gonna swing and I'm gonna poke you, just like American me, nigga. You are gonna be on the floor? Why you gotta make me get violent? You got the you, audience thinking I just walk around stabbing people because you wanna slap me. You, like, you I'm talking about you gonna stab people? Like, like, you talking about you gonna stab people like you a fucking bato, nigga? Nigga, maybe I am. Well, how about that? Hey, Ricky, how about, hey, Ricky, that, how about this, nigga? No more locked doors. Gracias. <laughs> Yo, I was actually trying to watch that last night, and I couldn't find a fucking copy of it anywhere for free online. You should have hit off. me up. I would have found you one, bro. Well, it's hard to watch this shit off the phone. I thought I could get one off the phone. I almost like, hey, turned hey, in. I think it was like $7.99 on Apple. Hey, I would have found it. I'm like the piracy whisperer. Don't tell nobody I said that. Allegedly, I'm like the piracy whisperer. Allegedly. Don't, what that nigga Pops used to say? Shh. Don't tell nobody. Alle- I miss the Wayne hey, brothers. Hey, man. Allegedly, motherfucker. R.I.P. Uh, John Witherspoon. Nigga's a legend. Hey, hey, while we talking about some other shit, since like, don't nobody care about DMX being on crack because they ain't wanted to laugh about it, and I would never lace this shit with crack. Dang, why this bitch try to sneak on the airplane and say she was going to go meet Jay-Z? She wanted to have a conversation with him that was worth 500000 <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, this bitch tried to sneak on an airplane to go see Jay-Z. How you do that? Easy. I want to know how she got in the turn. No, I want to know how she got in the terminal. Terminal. God, a motherfucker can't even talk. I'm in did you, it's not like a hey, retard. Hey, oh my God. I'm cutting that shit out. What? But did you lace did you lace your blunt? We're cracking. Well, first and foremost, I don't smoke blunts. I don't smoke anything. Yeah, hey, 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 hold on, y'all. There... Hold on, y'all. You heard what he said, right? That nigga said, first and foremost, I don't smoke blunts. That nigga do his cracker off. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't smoke anything. See, that's the part you're trying to keep out. Now, is there something in this cup that I might be drinking? Who knows? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That nigga's <laughs> drinking crack. You can't drink crack. I wonder if they even sold anything like that. Is that liquid crack? Is it like his version of liquid crack? My nigga Cardo is having to crack soda. Nigga, fuck you. I'm done. I'm done. Anyway, this bitch trying to sneak into a fucking terminal. I don't even want to talk about this bitch anymore. This nigga trying to... This nigga trying to paint me as a crackhead. I just told the world that I would never let you do crack. And you paint me as a crackhead. But you know what's the funny part about that? You said in a lot of regards, you look up to me and value my words. So nigga smoke this crack with hey, me. Hey, hey, Cardo. I didn't give you the crack, nigga. You, you, went, to, you, sure? you went to the store and bought that crack soda on your own. Nigga, you can't buy crack soda out of soda. Wow, actually, I was about to say, I was about to say, get you a crack soda from the supermarket in Oregon. Shit, you probably can, but that nigga, I, I that guess, nigga, nigga called her like, yeah, let me, let me get the latest issue of the Double XL magazine, and let me get this six pack of crack sodas, nigga. I wonder how much money they're going to make off of that. Because cocaine and shit and all that, you can't sell in the States, but the drugs are lit. I got to look into that law more because that shit's wild. I know the whole gist of it is supposed to be like, you know, to get you to like, you know, 
instead of going to jail, they try to get you rehab and all that shit. But why, why are we talking about organ and crack, nigga? I forgot where the fuck we was even. You, you oh, almost, you, they, so, audience, just to break the fourth wall again, before we before we started this uh, segment of the podcast, Ricky was talking about he was booking his flight to Oregon so he could try out. Fuck you, nigga. Don't, uh-uh, don't even paint that on me, nigga. Fuck that. Uh-oh, well, that's, that's what we're not going to do. Don't paint me as that. I got fucked up teeth, but that ain't even so fucking like doing drugs. That's fucking genetic, nigga. That's uh-uh. I got a big ass gap, and that ain't from doing meth gap and none of that shit. I ain't with that drug shit. Uh-uh, nigga. Uh-uh. Don't paint that picture, nigga. Uh-uh. Fuck you, nigga. Um, all right, so 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 Ricky seems a little upset. So I just want to tell the audience that I, I made it all up. I was lying. Oh no, I'm not upset at all. I just don't want nobody out here being like, "Oh my god, hey, he does crack." Hey, I never knew hey, that. Hey, y'all, he doesn't do crack. He does. He does. <laughs> fuck you, nigga. Fuck you. Go eat a pole boy. Fat fuck. How about that? <laughs> That's why we sending you some rice cakes and protein shakes, nigga. That's what you're getting. Hey, he's trying to get even. He's trying to get even. Nah, I'm not even trying to get in there. I'll just leave it alone. Fuck it, I smoke crack. <laughs> God damn it, I God damn it, I smoke this shit. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Before somebody really goes, oh my god, he's a crackhead. Yeah. But nah, man. That... But yeah, man, that's that's hey, that's pretty much hey, it. Hey, I, Cardo, just... I couldn't make a, I couldn't laugh at DMX because that shit wasn't funny. But we can make you a imaginary crackhead and have all the laughs we want, nigga. Damn, nigga, that's what you do for laughs. He, he just told the whole audience, this nigga's like my brother. I look up to him. I respect him, but we're going to make you a crackhead so I can laugh. Bro, I hate to see what you do to your real brothers. God damn. <laughs> damn. Um, That's bad, but uh, you, I, I hate to tell you this. If you need a blood transfer, I probably can't do it to you because it's going to probably reject. It's probably going to reject. Man. Actually, you know what? Do you know your blood type? I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Type. I don't, bro. I think my blood type is real nigga, to be honest with you. Oh, I thought mine was Crip, so I guess we're on the same thing, but... All right. All right. Next on. segment. All right, man. This is my least favorite part to ever do on the show, but we can get into some... Oh, wow. That's crazy, bro. I just saw breaking on here that Erica Badu has COVID. Oh, shit. That's, that's not good to hear, but the crazy part about this shit is they're saying that she had tested for COVID. She's positive in her left nose, but the right nose came out. What the fuck? Is this real? <laughs> what the fuck? That's some wild shit. You know, what? I also saw that. Uh, I also on, saw that, click uh, a lot of industry people are wishing uh, and praying for Jeremiah because uh, he has COVID and it seems like he's uh, getting the worst of it. And it's, you know, he's having a struggle. So uh, prayers up to for him. Let me read this shit though. Although one test which used a swab for her left nostril, came back positive. A second test, which used a swab taken from her right nostril, was negative for the no, for the novel coronavirus. Erica Badu is playing it safe. The singer 49 announced on Friday that she was taking her third COVID-19 test in 24 hours after her previous two tests yielded conflicting results. Although one test, which used the swab from her left nostril, came back positive, the second test, which used the swab from the right nostril, was negative for the novel coronavirus. That's fucking wild. No symptoms was tested for COVID. Same machine, left nostril positive, right nostril negative. She wrote on Twitter joking, maybe they need to call Swiss Beats so they can do a Versus between them. Erica Budu always had a great sense of humor. We have to take those uh, 
routine COVID test to work on set, she added in another message. That's fucking wild. Due to the varying results, Badu had to take a third test, which was conducted at her home. This is my third rapid test in 24 hours, she wrote in another tweet alongside a video that showed her waiting for her test results to come in. I'm at home. I'm doing a home COVID test. It is November 13th, 2020 AD, AC, after Corona. She joked in the video before adding the that despite trying to keep it light, I'm actually really scared right now. Continuing, she said, if I actually have it, that means I'm going to have to shut down all of my shows and shit in quarantine. Wow, that's so, fucking so, wild, so just to give a... And I know I haven't... I'm not as abreast of the whole Erykah Badu situation as, as you are what you just read, because we're just reading this for the first time. I did see her tweet a little bit, but I didn't really get into it because we were about to do the show. Just so people know, you can get false positive tests. You can get false positives. You yeah, can get false positives. Happen. There's no such you don't get false negatives. You can only get false positives. So actually you can get false negatives. Uh to let you in on our backstory with us, where the person that we found out that we ended up getting from, they actually came back from a trip and tested false negative. And then a few days, someone that was in contact with them got their test taken again after also getting a negative, and theirs came back positive three days after. And then everybody else end up slowly start coming toward positive. So I, I, I'm not. So I, don't you, wanna, I don't want to discredit your, your your situation, but from everything that I've heard about this whole shit, there's no such thing as a false negative. I don't know. Maybe the motherfucker that you're talking about lied. I don't know because from everything that I've I've learned about this shit so far, and this is with pretty much every sport and organi- sports organization there is that do the testing. There's no such thing as a false negative. Only false positives. It will never you'll never get a false negative test only false positive so it, you can you can take a you can take a batch of a, a, a test for something and it comes back and the results are wrong just like with a pregnancy you can get one that says you're not pregnant then you're fucking pregnant the next day like no no things 100 that, that's true too i mean yeah fuck that motherfucker that gave y'all covid though but anyways um prayers up to uh erica badu I, I, they said that she took the last test and it came back negative um so that's good uh jeremiah is going through this whole situation so uh, prayers up to him, and yeah, uh, let's end this one and and, and um go into another one because I don't want to get too far away from where I know I got to edit. All right, no problem. All right, yeah, man, that was just a crazy like alert to get about the Erica Badu shit or whatever because we were talking about the shit we saw earlier this week with the whole ticket master thing and the COVID and shit. Uh, mm-hmm. you you saw you remember that talk we had earlier in the group, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for anybody listening who's not aware of it, Ticketmaster has come out and pretty much said that they're looking into making sure people are either either vaccinated or they have some form of a rapid test or whatnot going for concerts in the future. With that being said, uh, Dame, how you feel about them trying to want you to have to take a fucking vaccine to go see your favorite artist live? So I don't think that you should you should force somebody to take a vaccine, um, but I do feel like it should be in some ways. It should be protocol if you want to go to these 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 big events to be COVID free, and they should take the the necessary precautions to make sure that you are COVID free to where you can reduce the spread of this shit. I feel like this is my this is my viewpoint, mine alone. I know that a lot of people disagree, but the reason why America is dealing with a surge in cases of Corona is because. We are the only country that did not take the necessary precautions to make sure that we are doing our due diligence to be as safe as possible. These other people were willing to 
uh, let go of some perceived freedoms to ensure that the the whole can prosper and remain healthy. And in this country, it's just a motherfuckers that feel like they can do shit however they want because freedom and liberty and justice for all. So some of this shit that is where it's regulated and mandated to people to take testing, I have no problem with that. Um, just to like kind of, I'm not trying to get too far off the topic, but they're talking about Biden is saying that uh, a six to eight week uh, shutdown of the country, a, a lockdown of the country would cure the spike in coronavirus cases. I feel like that's something that needs to fucking happen. It does. It does. It just does. Other countries did better with the handling of this virus. We did a piss poor job because of the leadership that we had. And if we want to get back to any kind of normalcy in this country, we need to do the necessary things to have that happen. It's that simple to me. To me, it's that simple. You have to deal with uh, momentary inconveniences to ensure that you will be able to be as convenient as possible going forward in the future. So, nigga, is you getting the vaccine once it's available? They say it should be here like sometime April, and if you're like December or something like that, if you're like super high risk or need the shit once the FDA approves it or whatever, it'll be there for those cases. Like, are are you gonna go get the shit? Or are you still gonna like be like you know fuck all that? Because, uh, I I don't know, bro. Like, I'm not as like anti-vaccine as everybody else is. You know what I'm saying? So you get flu shots and shit. I've, I don't think I've ever gotten a flu shot before, but it's not because I'm like, I was anti-flu shot. I just never went and got one. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was just like, oh, I'm not taking that shit. It was just like I never really got one. I think I only got the flu like once. Like, you know, so I don't know. Uh, I probably would get the, I probably would take the vaccine. No, I'm not sure. What, what, what makes you not sure about it? Because there is like that, that, that like, uh, there's doubt, you know? There's doubt with anything like that. Like, it's risky. It's not like this is like a a, vac- a vaccine that has been around for decades, you know what I'm saying? This ain't some shit to where, like, it's tried and true. This is some new shit, you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's it, in, in all ways, it would be experimental anyways. You know what I'm saying? Even if it is approved, it would be experimental. So there is some doubt there. Well, so far from all the studies they have, but the one that they got, I think it's like P Pfizer or some shit like that. Yeah, that did all of theirs. Theirs are saying it's like ninety percent, you know, accurate yeah. and doing its job. Yeah, the I, whole nine. So. I saw that. I saw that shit, man. Um, and I, that's that's dope. That's really really dope. So, I I think I think where I stand right now, I would take uh, a vaccine for it, but I would have I would still have like some trepidation about it. But I I would take it. I would. That's just my viewpoint. I know a lot of people disagree with that. But that's just how I feel about it. I wonder how much they're going to charge for it and stuff like that. Because it's not like something that they're going to have everybody line up and, like, you know, get a fucking shot for or whatever. And somebody's got to pay for it. So I wonder what the action price for a vaccine like that is for. Or are they just going to give it for free? Because, I mean, I guess if you got to choose between getting a fucking stimulus check and getting a vaccine, people are still going to probably get the damn stimulus check over the vaccine. But depending on the price of the fucking vaccine, you know, like, I don't should, know. That shit that, that shit should be free. That shit should be free. They use that money to, 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 to go and make those shits. They use they use money for, like I, that's a whole nother conversation, bro. But like it should be free. We know it won't be free because they let the drug companies do whatever the fuck they want to do. But it should be free, but it won't be. You know what I'm saying? It won't be. 
And that's as sad as it is, it won't be. Even though they use, they use, they raised our money to go and make those motherfuckers, and then they're gonna try to charge us for it. Crazy as fuck, I know, but it is what it is. Well, it, it, you know what? It could be free because now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I could be mistaken, but I'm almost a hundred percent sure. That's not a homo. That's like absolutely <laughs> crazy how that was worded. But yeah, I think like when you go to CVS and shit, I don't know if you guys got those in Louisiana. We used to have them back. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's California, CBS. Walgreens that's and stuff that's like CBS. that. I remember seeing the banners, you know, come in and get your free flu shot and all of that shit. So if they get the flu shot for free, I don't see why the fuck they wouldn't give a COVID shot for free. But I, who, who fucking knows? Like you said, the pharmaceutical companies hold different. They can do whatever they do. They do whatever they want, bro. They do whatever they want. I'm gonna be honest. Since I was already, you know, exposed to it, and from my understanding, there they have like real big research now saying that people who got it previously the antibodies and stuff are still like relevant in their body and they're starting to do other things to where you can see it's like picking up like any type of other antibody. I don't think I would need this shit, but mm-hmm. I guess I would take it if, you know, for some reason they start showing motherfuckers are for real catching it again, which so far from my understanding, there's only been one proven case of that. And mm-hmm. they think that the girl didn't even have like a relapse from it. She caught a different mutation of the COVID, which mm-hmm. is a whole nother scary thing is if you can catch you know, COVID A, and there's a fucking COVID B that can come blindside you. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do, but I don't know. I guess I'd take the shit too, but I think I'm going to treat it like how I should have treated the PlayStation and wait for the third batch because I don't want to be the guinea pig, but you know, at least, with the play- <laughs> at least with the PlayStation, you know, if my shit don't work or whatever, you know, it's just a fucking electronic. It ain't my life, you know, but with the vaccine, yeah. you, know, you know, I might wait till, you know, you know, year two if, you know, COVID don't already take me out, but yeah. Nigga I'll said, you, man. "Nigga said you gotta let the you gotta let the other people get the dirty batch." But um, hell yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, man, yeah, that's what they're gonna do to the hood. They're gonna get all the hood niggas and give them the vaccine and be like, "Oh, they're passing out. They're doing this. They're doing that." All right, well, <laughs> we need to check that. No, it's not even funny. Like it is. No, funny, wait, 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 funny, wait, wait, but... wait, Carl, wait, Carl. You said they they gonna get a vaccine to the hood, motherfuckers, and be like, "Oh, they're passing out." <laughs> Yeah, man, like, they're going to test it on the... They're not going to test it on, like, you know, the, the niggas with money. Like, the money, money niggas, like, important people, the the, the the Rockefeller people, the Rothschilds, whatever the fuck them people be talking about in conspiracy, all them people, they ain't going to give it to them first. They're going to be like, hey, you, come here, little Somalian kid, right in the arm, and, you know, see what happened to them. As fucked up as that sounds, that's really what they're going to do. They be using them and them, them and the monkeys and all that shit. But who knows, man? I'm, I'm taking batch three if I got to. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna get into some sports now, man. Let's start this shit off with the NBA. Uh, reports are saying that Westbrook wants out of Houston. Um, they're saying that Harden is still committed to the Houston Rockets. Um, I'm saying that the teams interested in Westbrook uh, include Charlotte and the Knicks. Uh, what's your thoughts about that? Um, they both trash, so it really don't fucking matter. He don't really get to say so in his trade for the most part, no. So. He better go wherever the fuck he can just shine, which is either team, to be honest. I'd rather the Knicks over um, Charlotte because I like that young, what's that boy's name, Graham? Mm-hmm. That point guard they had last year, that, that nigga nice. And I want him to, like, you know, finish developing and become something versus Westbrook coming over, taking over, and this nigga's just on the bench dying off because Westbrook's going to sell tickets. So that's how I feel about that. Take your ass to the Knicks, get your money over there, sell some damn seats, and see what happens. I mean... Him and Melo played with each other once before, so they'll be all right again. Uh, fuck you, but um, 
my uh my my logic was this, and I know that this team hadn't got, got reported yet. Ty, you bitch ass nigga. But um, I said I said that the the Rockets should trade Westbrook to the Pistons for Blake Griffin straight up. Why? Because I feel like that would position one. It gives it gives Westbrook his own team that he wants, and if Blake Griffin is is healthy, that sets the the Rockets right back up to be. Uh, a formidable team in the West. That's my opinion. I mean, what pick does the Knicks have in the draft? I don't know. Well, they at least the top ten, though, right? Possibly top five. Uh, it's somewhere in the top ten, probably like maybe five, six, six or seven. I want to say. I mean, yeah, I'd rather get that pick than Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's like, I, you I, know. I never said trade the pick. I just said trade, trade. Uh. <clears throat> Trey Russ and, and Blake straight up. Just play. I understood exactly what you said. And what I'm telling you is I don't want Blake Griffin. Give me the goddamn pick. I'll give you Russ. You give me that pick. You can keep Blake Griffin. Oh, no, nah, they're Griffin not. They're, 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 the Rockets not getting no pick for, for Russell Westbrook. Then, hey, I'm sorry. I don't want Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin too injury prone. And like we said before, well, like I said plenty of times, I don't want that nigga taking none of the Rockets players and shoving his face in his crotch and punching them niggas out. Like, keep that shit over there. That nigga want to be a comedian. Let that nigga stay in Detroit and be yeah, funny there. Listen, like, I'm you, good. listen, that's cool. You ain't a Rockets fan anyway. I feel like the Rockets would be right back and playing the kind of ball they want to play with, in terms of like, I'm just looking at it from a basketball perspective. The pick and roll game between, if Blake is healthy, this is all considering Blake is healthy. With the pick and roll game with Blake Griffin and uh, James Harden, niggas would be right back. And Paul, uh, um, uh, Paul Silas' son, I keep forgetting his name. I wanna, I'm going to look his name up so I can uh, correctly uh, address him before he, he he said that he wants to like move away from that D'Antoni system. So those two will be playing a more traditional uh, sense of basketball. Who's their coach now? Uh, I, who who got the job? It's Paul Silas. Paul Silas. So I'm looking it up right now. Like then, well, my whole thing is why Blake Steven, Griffin. Steven Silas. Steven Silas. I'm saying Blake Griffin. Nobody else is saying Blake Griffin. I'm saying Blake Griffin. I think that is why a, do you, go ahead. Why do you want Blake Griffin? There was also talks of uh, Westbrook getting traded for Paul George. That's a very big one. I'd rather have Paul George on my team than Blake Griffin, personally. I, I wouldn't. I feel like Blake is a better fit for the Rockets, for how they want to play. He's a way better fit for how they want to play. He's a he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a, he's a, he's a lot big who can who can push the ball and tra- he's a lot big who can push the ball in transition and he can play pick and roll with James Harden. He he can he can, um, he can make a jump shot. He can make a jump shot. I, like I understand that he's injury prone. Aside from that, Drake, Blake Griffin is a really good basketball player. He can't stay healthy though. I don't want to get no if, uh, some some iffy shit. Only wh- how many years he got left on his contract? If you know, depending on that, if I only got to deal with him with a year, sure, I take him so I can clear up that contract space just to get Westbrook the fuck off my team because his contract is just ridiculous. It only having to do nothing with his play. I just don't want that contract. If if he has like a year or so left Blake, on his contract, Blake Griffin, get rid of him, Blake, Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin is a free agent. Blake Griffin is a free agent in 2022. I deal with two years of Blake Griffin, bro. I deal with that. Two years? I deal with two years of Blake Griffin, bro. I suppose. I don't think they're winning, sure. But you know, <laughs> we got to see what else they put together. I, I personally, I'd rather have Paul George over Blake Griffin. I mean, I I feel like I feel like a Paul George deal. The Rockets would have to trade some shit to make that happen. 
I don't think it'd be the other way around when you trading. That's not an even trade at this point because Russell Westbrook is not as good as Paul George is right now. I know the perception of Paul George is, oh, he failed in the playoffs against the, the Mavericks or what have you. But as in terms of being basketball players, the stature that they're at right now, Russell Westbrook is not comparable to Paul George at all. Um I do feel like it's hard to trade Russell. It's hard to trade Russell Westbrook because of all the knocks against him. That's why I feel like Russ for Blake Griffin would be an even trade because you have Blake's injury, injury history, and you got Russ being a, a hard contract to move. Both of those niggas make a, a big salary, so I feel like you could trade them for each other without having to upset any much of anything else. I don't know. Blake Griffin just doesn't set well with me. Yeah, you, you like him for whatever reason. You don't like him. You you don't like him. I think that nigga's a good basketball player. Uh, I don't have anything against him. He's just injury prone. I'm trying to fucking win a championship, and I got to worry about if you're gonna get hurt or not. Like that's, I mean, like seriously, to where everybody else can get hurt in the NBA, but you have a history of always getting hurt. I don't want to keep I, getting hurt. I, I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I just feel like the Rockets need a big man. Trading for Paul George is not going to get it. I think them niggas need a big man because they are going back to – they are not playing that D'Antoni basketball shit that they were running with Maury anymore. So they need a big man. And getting rid of one of the worst fits for your team and trading him for trading him for uh, two years of a good fit for your team, I know the injury history is worth a shot in my opinion. Uh, moving on, Lakers are interested in trading Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma for – uh, DeMar DeRozan. Thoughts? If I'm Popovich, I'm telling you to suck my dick. I don't want no goddamn Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green. We'll let Danny Green go to the fucking Raptors. What the fuck you think I want him back for? For Kuzma? No, I'm good. Now, the Lakers, I'm not mad at them for trying to pull the fast one. Plus, you got Kyle Kuzma saying he wants to get paid. He wants to get paid paid. I'm not paying him. Yeah. Not uh, at all. I feel like I feel like I feel like most people feel like that. I don't think that DeMar DeRozan is a good fit for the Lakers. That's my opinion. Um I mean, you know, yeah, that's just how I think about that. It's not really much of anything. Uh Mavs are trying to make a move for a star. There's rumors about uh trades or talks for uh Zach Levine, Victor Oladipo, and Spencer Dinwiddie. Thoughts? Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, I can see doing something, but all three of these people aren't really good defenders, so what the fuck are we going for more offense for? Cool, you guys are just going to try to just have shootouts every fucking night? That's not going to really work in the playoffs. If it would have, they would have fucking got past the Clippers. Victor Oladipo is a great defender. Zach Levine isn't, and Spencer Dinwiddie isn't at all, but Victor Oladipo is a great defender. Yeah, he's a good one. Okay, sure, but I don't see it really doing shit. He still got to get his basketball body back. We weren't even I, seeing that, that. That part I agree with. I, I think I think about it like this. Uh, I don't know about the, the fit of Spencer Dinwiddie for real, but if you can if you can get Zach Levine on that team, that makes the Mavericks fucking scary, just being honest with you, bro. Zach Levine on that team, like you said, Victor Oladipo still isn't back into his old form yet. If, Victor, if this was the Victor Oladipo that played against uh, LeBron James in that in that, that playoff series where he took him to seven games and they had a dog fight, it'd be one thing. This Victor Oladipo we're seeing right now has yet to look like himself since then. So I don't know about that. Spencer Dinwiddie, he's a good basketball player. But, uh, uh. Zach Levine, he's a good point. Zach, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Zach Levine, Zach Levine is a super scorer, like right now. Like right now, Zach Levine can, can, can average – like 20, 25, 26, 27 a game. You know what I mean? He's a super scorer in the basketball. So 
like you said, offensively, man, it's lights out. And if you surround, if you if you make sure that you have an adequate uh four and four and three on that team, it'll be an interesting situation, man. That's just how I look at that. Uh, I just don't see the point of either any of those three. If you're gonna get Spencer Dinwiddle on the team, uh, it, my whole thing is okay. Who's gonna be the point guard at that point? Are you gonna let him do what he's yeah. good see, at? That's, that's, that's the thing. point. That's the thing. Or are you gonna let Luca? Play? That's exactly. That's exactly what I was saying. Spencer Dinwiddie doesn't make sense because Luca Luca Doncic is gonna be the point guard. Zach Levine and Victor Oladipo are off guards. They are off guards, so they would make more sense than Spencer Dinwiddie. So th- th- there we agree. So that's just how I feel about that. I think, uh, and then it's still the whole thing of you got Porzingis. So do you keep getting all these superstar talents? How are you guys planning on feeding them? Because they were still trying to figure out how to do the Porzingis thing with Luca last season. It looked like they were starting to get it going. Then Porzingis got hurt in the playoffs, and we know how that ended. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're just trying to force something that isn't needed to be forced. Uh, okay, Orlando is looking to trade the 15th pick and Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Thoughts? Um. I can't see where he fits in right now. I don't know where you would send him to. That makes the team get better right off the bat for that because I don't see what anyone has to trade for it, if that makes any sense. Hey, hey you know what's crazy? Aaron Gordon fits with the, the Dallas Mavericks. He fits with the Dallas Mavericks. But what do you give up? I, I have no idea, but he fits with them, though. He definitely fits. That's that's my whole thing is at that point, what do you give up then? Because Porzingis, you can slide him to the five, sure. Then uh, Aaron Gordon plays what, the four? You play, you play, three? You play three or four. You play three or four. You put him there, but then it's like, okay, what are you going to give up to get him? I don't see any players that they got in there for the pick and him that they have worth trading. What, uh, Hardaway? No, you're right about that. They don't really have anything to move. Um, next story, uh, Chris Paul to the Suns or the Clippers. Uh, either or works out. He goes to the Clippers and they're willing to take him back. I can see him being able to work with Kawhi up to a point, but then same argument we keep having. Nigga, are you going to make it all the way through? He didn't get through last season, so there's that <clears throat> to be optimistic about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Suns, him getting on the Suns, that would be very, very great for Booker, but does Booker even fucking want to stay there? Because word around town is that motherfucker don't want to be there. So you end up getting Chris Paul, and is it going to be enough to make Booker want to stay, or is he just going to be like, fuck you guys, get me out of here? Okay. Uh, there was a story that I saw about uh, Miles Turner being traded to the to the uh, Boston Celtics. Celtics. For Gordon Hayward and uh, two picks, I believe. A pick. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was two picks. But uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that one? Um, we actually had this talk. I think we brought this up on like a few episodes back where I, uh, I damn near asked that same trade, which was uh, Turner and McDermott for something to go somewhere else to help the Celtics. For the Celtics, that's great. You know, I got your big man. He's a rim protector. He's a fucking stretch five if need be. Mm-hmm. So he can give that space for them to work in. Um, Doug McDermott, he's a bucket off the bench. So you got more offense when you want to sit somebody down and, as far as the Pacers go, I don't really know how that works for them. Gordon Hayward's a good player, and those two picks can get you whatever else you need, but I don't know what direction they want to play for now because now we're looking at the lineup is what Brock Donovan, TJ Warren, uh, Sabanis, uh, Hayward. Like, what are you going to do with that? Bro- Brogdon. They got Brogdon. Um, oh, I, that's what it is, Brogdon. I think, I, think, I think that the trade would do wonders for the Celtics because the reason why they lost to the Miami Heat is because they didn't have a center that could break the zone from the inside, and they missed a shitload of threes. So, getting a getting a, a a real center in there 
would do wonders for the, the lineup. Um, and he's still young also. So I think that'd be a really good trade for the, the Celtics. On the, on the flip side, I don't know what the, the direction of the Pacers is, but you can't be mad for getting rid of a player and getting back two picks for him because Miles Turner and Sabonis just don't fit with each other. That doesn't fit. And it seems like they picked Sabonis already. So, yeah, that's that's why, why I stand on that one. Uh, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge to Golden State? Hell no. I don't want that. Seeing see, um, see stories about my, that. And and then I saw my, – my, my, my stance on that is uh, didn't the motherfucker just get surgery before the bubble and they're trying to restart this season like that quick turnaround? Is he even going to be in basketball shape? Like we trade him, we get a pick, and we get whatever – what is it, number 15, I think? The 15th pick for him? Fuck that. Give me Wiseman. Let's just let, let's just go. Quit trying to force a superstar into this rotation. You don't need it at this point. And Kevin Love to go to state with Dre being traded. Oh, slap the fuck out of anybody offering me that. Uh, hell no. Let me keep Draymond. Uh, Kevin Love costs too much money for us to keep for one. I know you would switch him off and the, the money thing would work out, but I'd rather have Draymond. He's better defensively. He's going to get boards. He already knows the system. We don't have to try to, you know, work him in and figure it out. We're good to go. Just leave the team as is. Just pick your fucking pick. I, I think the problem with that one is you would want to keep Draymond and Kevin Love. If you could keep Kevin, if you could keep Draymond and get Kevin Love, it'd be perfect because it per, it works seamlessly. Like that that is a great starting five, and it puts you in a situation where you actually have a stretch four or five situation. You know what I'm saying? Where you could pass off, who, who like K Love could guard some of the matchups, but whatever K Love can't guard, you could get Dre to guard. And then it'll be an actual stretch four situation because Kevin Love is an elite shooter of the basketball. But you can't do it because Kevin Love just makes way too much fucking money. So he gets hurt a lot. <laughs> Draymond doesn't really get hurt. We saw his injuries last year, but we all know what the fuck that was. Mm-hmm. That was just tank season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't I don't want him. All right, so that's it for the NBA stories. All right, man, so getting into some of these NFL topics. Um, last week we talked on the podcast about Saints versus Bucks and – at pretty much the consensus was that the Bucks were going to beat the fuck out of us. You know, that was pretty much mm-hmm. the consensus. And the exact opposite happened. Um, the Saints beat the fuck out of the Bucks. And I'm going to be honest with you, bro. On the podcast, I kind of hinted toward, like, that being one of those. Because I say the Saints always do this shit. When when people have this, like, this this era of um, counting them out and shit, they always rise to the occasion and put forth one of those performances. And I said, the defense play like shit. I said, but they, 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 they kind of bipolar in the fact that they'll give you one. They'll give you a standout performance. I don't know if you remember me saying that, but I fucking said that. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. You was like, oh, sorry, y'all can blow them out, but they can't blow y'all out. I was like, it can happen. But I feel like that's one of the ones where it's like, you know, because people been talking. And I was saying that. I was like, so everybody got the bucks beating the fuck out of us. But what happens if we beat the Bucks? And you know what happened? Perception immediately changes about everything. Not everybody got the Saints as one of the, the favorites to come out of the NFC. People are starting to talk about Drew Brees in a better light. They're saying that he a lead again and all of this different shit. And everybody that was saying all this bad shit before got all of this good shit to say now because Drew Brees had an incredible showing against a Bucks defense that they said were a lead and all this stuff like that. So my question for you is how, how has your perception of the saints changed since that game? My perception ain't changed at all. 
the Saints are still the Saints. They're one of the teams that's a contender in it. And I want to see Drew Brees eventually sit out a fucking game so I can see Jameis Winston. Were, <laughs> let, let's be real. The Saints were never a bad team. They just started off the year with a whole bunch of injuries. They adjusted. They adjusted well. They won some games. They keep them still in this. And now they're starting to get healthy. So we're going to see where it goes from there. If anybody thought it was different, then that's kind of wild. And, and you're, you're right about that because the, the last practice that the Saints had coming into this week, this is the first time that we had no injuries. Like, we had no body on the injury report, for real. Um, I guess that the next question would be, how has your perception of the Bucks changed? Because I've been hearing a lot of shit about the Bucks too, in terms of people saying, oh, well, week one against the Saints, and it's their first game, they'll figure it out. Now we're, in, we're going into week 10, but that was week nine of the season. So you've had nine weeks to get your shit together, and you still, you know what I'm saying? You still haven't debatables with bill collector you know what i mean so um how, how did this your- is my my honest take for this shit is the bucks don't know who they are they don't know what they want to be i say that because i'm watching the bucks play belichick style football without belichick and it's not working bruce arian's system i don't see playing all the shit he did with carson carson palmer and all that shit with the cardinals I don't see none of that happen. Tom's trying to force whatever the fuck he's trying to force, and it's not working. The run game, they abandoned it when it starts doing well. So it's like you have 60 fucking million weapons on the field, and you're throwing to Scotty Miller because that's who the hell Tom Brady feels comfortable with. Cut that shit out. We didn't go get A.B. We don't have God. We don't, we don't have Mike Evans for you to be throwing to Scotty Miller and whoever the fuck that other guy is. Mm-hmm. That's a huge problem. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not as um, educated on the, the particulars about like offensive, like offensive systems and shit like that. For the, pretty much all I see is whenever the Buccaneers play against a good pass rush, they they crumble. That's all I see. When they play against teams that don't have a good pass rush, Tom can perform. When he he, he whenever he is pressured, shit looks shit look different. That's all I saw. And then, like, nobody gave credence to the fact that them niggas almost lost to the fucking New York Giants, nigga. They almost lost to the New York Giants. I feel like they were a passive, passive interference away from an overtime. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know, bro. It's interesting. Everybody just thought that, like, the Buccaneers were going to put a, put together this fucking all-star squad and everything was going to be roses and bubbles. And clearly that shit ain't happening. So, uh, Tom Brady is still one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and they do have a lot of team on that roster, so I'm not saying that they're going away, but it's just amazing how perception and predictions and projections of shit goes when 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 uh, popular favor is with you, and then all of a sudden you have a hiccup, and now niggas wanna, w- wondering if you're even good at all, you know? Shit crazy like that. Mm-hmm. The Saints go from not being mentioned and being disrespected on a week-to-week basis. People, people, like, it's crazy how perception, they'll give you the, the positive end of your perception when you beat a, a team like the Bucks. But before then, it was, oh, they're eking out wins against this team, and they're eking out wins against that team. Now, they, they provide the appropriate context of they were eking out these, these wins playing with no offensive weapons. Now they, they'll mention that now. So it's interesting when people want to be for you, they'll, they'll give you all the credit in the world just to make sure that they're right. Um, moving on to this this next uh, point I wanted to hit on. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of energy towards pundits saying that Kyler Murray 
is better than Lamar Jackson. And I even saw Ryan Clark said, uh, if the Ravens had Kyler Murray instead of Lamar, they'd be surefire Super Bowl contenders. Um, before I move on to the next portion of like the Lamar thing, uh, what's your reaction to that? Uh, he could go eat a dick. That's how I felt about that. Um, I think that's very premature to say and crazy to say because of the type of offenses they play in. Kyler Murray can get his runs off the way he does because the fucking field is spread the fuck out. Look at the receivers he has versus the receivers Lamar has. You have fucking new- it's yeah, so new it's so crazy that a nigga like you just immediately puts context to it. It's crazy. It's insane. It's like the it's like it's almost like the con the context was like just right there for you to reach out and grab. Right? That's insane. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I want to point out that you made me feel like you were disrespecting me. A nigga like you, what the fuck that mean? No, no, no. I'll on you, I, I, no, I was, disrespect, no, I was disrespecting him. <laughs> No, I'm just fucking with you. But I, in all honesty, you have New Cochran's, you have uh, Larry Fitz Christian on the Kirk. fucking team who has, some, who has some of the best fucking hands ever. You have Christian Kirk, who was the Texas A&M. Shout out to my Aggies. <laughs> um, Kenyon Drake. You got Kenyon Drake. You got uh, Chris Edwards. You got people with space to allow Kyler Murray to do what he needs to do. And if he can't scramble, he can throw to one of those motherfuckers and all of them have hands. Nuke Hawkins is pretty much like arguably the best fucking wide receiver in the NFL. In football, yeah. Now I think now so now, now like, let's talk let's talk about Lamar's weapons. He has Andrews, he has uh, Mar- Marquise Brown, and then I don't think his his other two receivers would start on any team. Boykin, Sneed and Boykin. And Sneed. Nope. I don't think them niggas would start. Sneed was our fourth receiver, bro. Sneed, Willie Sneed was our fourth receiver. So and I like Snead. Don't get me wrong. I like Snead. He made he made some clutch catches for us when he was there. He's not asked by any means, but I don't know, man. All right. And then and, I, then, and, I, then, and then to add on that, I don't see how you can compare them as quarterbacks at this point due to the fact that the Ravens' whole game is a run game. We have a three-headed giant for fucking running backs, and we're going to use it. We're going to run the ball 50, 60 fucking times a game with Mark Ingram, with Gus Edwards, and fucking uh, J.K. Dobkins. And then they still have Justin, no, what's his name? Justin Fields, I believe his name is. They still have him that people forgot about that. Was an amazing running back in college, and they just picked up last year. So you have four wide receivers, you have four running backs that you're just designed everything, run plays, run plays, run plays. We're going to fucking run you. Run in D, run in D. That's all you're getting. Our Cardinals defense is play action. And it's spaced out. So, like, it's, I don't see how you compare it's, the it's, two. It's, it's, it's so much shit. Like, Jason Locker forward talked about that. About how um, Lamar Jackson is one of the better passers in the play action, but they've only given him play action passes like 20 times during the season or something like that. Where you compare him to like a Dak Prescott and and some of these other players, Dak Prescott has done it 40 times. Dak Prescott has done 40 uh, play action pass plays this season, and he hasn't played in like four weeks. You know, he hasn't played in like four weeks. So throughout the year, Lamar has done less play action passes than Dak Prescott, who is not playing anymore. And like some of the league leaders in those play action passes are like at 70 and stuff like that. So Lamar is one of the better play action passes. They just don't do it. Um, That's interesting, man. All right. So this other one I wanted to get to get to to, when Lamar was uh, get up, did a uh, get up, did a list of top five quarterbacks, uh, Top five quarterbacks under twenty five, and I, I believe the list it, the list was um, 
At five, they had Josh Allen. At at four, this is one person's list, but at five, they had Josh Allen. At four, they had Joe Burrow. At three, they had Lamar Jackson. At two, they had Justin Herbert. And at one, they had Colin Murray. Uh, I feel like that is disrespectful to Lamar Jackson, my, my personal opinion. Justin Herbert has played eight games this whole – like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's insane how it's, – it's, it's just crazy. So this is my – I'm I say I like to say this. I feel like ESPN is, has found some analytics somewhere, and their analytics tell them when they bash Lamar Jackson, people tune in. I think that's what's happening because on every fucking show, they are talking about Lamar Jackson like his team ain't six and two. Like, like he, he not like, like it's just like the the fucking sky is falling. Like, oh my god, can you believe like how bad this motherfucker is? All of a sudden, it's like, like, like he, like, like, like he's just the most incompetent motherfucker. Like the Colts, the Colts, one of the best defenses in the league. The Colts, he in the second half of that game, he came from behind on them and went ten for ten on passes in the second half of that game. And I heard nobody talk about it. Nobody was so nobody brought up the fact that he came back on them, and nobody mentioned the fact that he went 10 for 10 on pass plays on them. And that team just beat the fuck out the Titans. They just beat the fuck out the Titans. So it's crazy, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm kind of getting pissed off with this Lamar shit, to be honest with you. I'm getting mad. Well, before we move on from that, I'm gonna need a few things answered. So, first and foremost, what's the context of the top 25? Quarterbacks? Is it for the season? Because if we're being fair in this season, no, 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 no. It was just like who you want to start your team with. Oh, then that's just them being prisoners of the moment. But I felt that they did that kind of disrespect to Russ last year when they were putting Mahomes and Lamar over him at the time. But that's just what people do: prisoners of the moment. So with that, yeah, it's whatever. I don't, I don't even care for that. Fuck them people. Fuck them people. But but as far as you going into the Colts thing with the. Lamar Jackson on all of them. Um, the Colts beating the shit out of the Titans is no surprise. The Titans aren't a good defense. Sorry, they're they're really not this year. They've been horrible. The one good game that they had, they had fucking damn near three weeks to prepare for, and that was versus uh, uh, the Buffalo Bills because mm-hmm. all that COVID shit. They got all their shit moved around. The game got switched from here. They flipped it over. This is going to be their new bye week. So with three weeks, three weeks worth of prep for one team, I'm sure anybody can – do something good for that, you know? That's usually why we see one-sided Super Bowls half of the time versus, you know, blowouts or really, I mean, well, versus good games and stuff. So with that, I I, I get it with, with, with that one. So I can mm-hmm. see why the, the, the Colts would fuck them up. But Lamar Jackson going out and doing his thing versus them, um, I'd have to look at the stats a little bit more. I'm going to be honest. I don't fucking remember the game because it's been a fucking I, long I, week. So look, so look you, know, you might not believe me, but I'll tell you because I watched the whole fucking game. In the first half, the Ravens did not throw the ball whatsoever. The Colts were up on them in score. I forget exactly what the score was. In the second half, they started throwing the ball. Lamar went 10 for 10. They took the lead on them, and they never relinquished the lead. That's pretty much the game. They started throwing the ball. He went 10 for 10. They took the lead, and they never gave it up. That's not what I was talking to. My thing more so was uh, the, the the depth of the ball being thrown. There knows were the short passes that ran. Oh, no, there were there were there were there were there were there were uh. They were they were like downfield passes, like you know. It was because I'm just looking at the box score right here. I see he has what out of all the receivers that he has, he has at least one play with three of them that are 20, 20 yards or over. The highest being twenty one for two people. Then none of that. The next longest is what a fourteen and the thirteen yard. But 
looking at the box score, that doesn't tell me if he threw it five yards and the motherfucker ran and got yeah, yeah, that would that would There wasn't many screen, there wasn't many screen plays at all. To be honest with you, most of that most of that runs came from traditional runs. They weren't like short short pass runs, you know. Whereas like your short pass game is an extension of your run game. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really like that. Um, but yeah, uh, moving into the next the next little question that I got for you. So in the AFC, the Bills are seven and two. The Chiefs are eight and one. Uh, the Steelers are eight and zero. Ravens are six and two, and both Colts and Titans are six and three. Um, and then we have in the NFC, the Packers are six and two, the Saints are six and two, the Bucks are six and three, the Hawks are six and two, and the Cardinals are five and three. So based on those records and everything that you've seen throughout the year, uh, who are your favorites to come out of the NFC and the AFC through what uh, was going to be ten weeks of the season? Uh okay, so how many you want me to give? Yeah, just just say like who you think will be in the chip games. Who you think will be in both conference championship games? Um, so for AFC, that one's a little bit tough because it's a lot closer than it looks. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I wouldn't be surprised with it being the Saints and possibly the Cardinals. Okay. To be 100 percent honest. Um, moving over to the AFC, that one's a little bit trickier, but when it comes down to it, it's probably going to be Kansas City Chiefs and another team. Who that other team is going to be, I don't know. Possibly the Colts. The Colts are maybe Miami, depending on how quick Tua can start actually looking My, like Miami? a quarterback. Miami, that's interesting. I have faith in Miami's defense. You've heard me talk what's, about what's my, What's Miami's record? Miami's five and three right now. Okay, five, five and three. I didn't mention them. Okay, I mean that's interesting. I hadn't thought about Miami. Uh, if I had to pick, you know, I'm gonna say Saints. Probably Saints and Saints and and the Seahawks. Maybe I don't know. Um, and and then the AFC. I'm going going Chiefs and Ravens. No, those are the teams I picked. Chiefs and Ravens. So we'll see how that shit uh, shakes out. Um, yeah, that's that's what I got so far. You know, and we we're both on. On the line with that. <laughs> um, the only other thing I got as far as stories um, from NFL is Josh Norman has COVID. There's a lot of people with COVID right now. So not to discredit, you know, this man particularly. Hopefully he gets better and whatnot. But there's a shitload of people I can name off that have COVID. So I wouldn't even really call out a story. Just hopefully they all get well. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's a speedy recovery for all of them. And, you know, that's all you really can do at the moment. So far, all the athletes are bouncing back for it. I've only seen one person get really, really, really Sick. shitty COVID. That was an athlete, and that was the running back from uh, the Jaguars. I think his name is Armstead or something like that. Mm-hmm. He started off, he was supposed to be gone for two weeks, and that shit just turned into he was in critical condition, if I'm not mistaken, in the hospital at one point. Mm-hmm. He got out, they cleared him, and then he went right back in. So hopefully he's okay. I haven't seen much news about him lately over it, so I'm guessing that might mean he's okay. But hopefully dude gets better because it's been a long time. Yeah, all right, so let's get into our weekly picks. Um, uh, so how my shit is set up, just so you know, the reason why we always say the Saints and the Ravens first is because those are my, like, the teams on my CBS app. So they they always at the top of my shit. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the, the first two games that's going to be on my shit, uh, San Francisco versus the, the, the uh, Saints. Um, I got the Saints winning that, but I think that might be a close game because Richard Sherman and all of them are coming back. A lot of the defensive players have been out, 
I've been coming back, so I think the defense might be able to hold until the third quarter. Then after that, it's going to be a blowout because they have no offensive pieces. The quarterback's gone. What's his name is dead. Uh, short and simple, the Saints should win that game. Yeah, I got the Saints. Uh, I don't expect it to be like a real big blowout. I think we'll just like like win the game. Uh, Baltimore versus New England. Uh, New England's been struggling, man. They had a fucking like the Jets are not a bad team at all, but they 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 barely fucking won from like you know, a fucking field goal on Monday Night Football. So I, I think that Baltimore should be able to give Cam Newton all sorts of fits. So I got the Baltimore Ravens. I think that Baltimore should be able to, like, really dominate in this game just based on their run game. New England is one of the worst running defenses. New England is one of the worst passing defenses. So I think that the the, the Baltimore Ravens should be able to run all over the, the, the uh, Patriots um, yeah, and beat them. Uh, so I got the Ravens. Uh, Tampa Bay versus Carolina. Oh, uh, I got Carolina taking that one. Yeah, I got Carolina too. Uh, I, yeah, T- rooting for Ted. I got to pick for somebody. Both of them in my division. I'm rooting for Ted. Uh, Houston versus the Browns. Um, I got to check a little bit more news than that. The last I checked, Baker has COVID, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, I think Case Keenum might be their backup. So I don't know how that's going to go. And there's some other people who have COVID on there. So. Uh, uh, I don't got the Browns looking too good in that one. I think that might be a win for Houston, and they've been looking pretty solid so far, you know, coming back from firing old boy and starting to get the offense clicking. So I think Houston should be able to take that one. I was picking Houston anyway. Um, uh, but the- welcome back, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb just cleared his injury. He should be playing. If the Browns just play a run game with him at uh, Hunt, it could look a lot closer because they can, you know, control the clock because right. we know Case Keenum's good at that. So, but, yeah, shout out to Nick Chubb. I love Nick Chubb. Uh, football team versus the Lions. What? Oh, fuck. Uh, Washington. My bad. I was really like, what the fuck do you mean football I do that. I, I need you to know that I do that shit every week on purpose, and you get confused every time. But go ahead. No, it's, it's something I'm still not used to, bro. Like, I, like I'm like i not. But um, who the fuck were they playing against? The Lions. Uh, the football. Oh, shit. No, Alex Smith is. Fu- oh, God. I got Terry McLaurin on fantasy. Oh, Lord, I hope to fucking just make it competitive. I got the Lions, bro. I got the Lions. Fuck the football team for what they did to Dwayne Haskins. Kyle Allen then, then broke his fucking ankle, and you got Alex Smith out there stinking it up. You could have left Haskins in for all that, bro. Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. Uh, Jacksonville versus Green Bay. I think Jacksonville might. <sighs> Close game. Green Bay should win, but I won't. I got Jacksonville. I'm going for Jacksonville. I like that James Robinson kid. He can run, and that's what Green Bay can't stop is a run game. I'm, that rooting, I'm, run. I'm rooting for Jacksonville because I need Green Bay to lose some more games so the Saints can get the one seed. Uh, Green Bay should win this game. Uh, yeah, so that's how I look at it. Uh, I want Green Bay to lose, so I'm not going to pick them because I need my good Juju to be against them. Um, uh, Philadelphia versus the Giants. I got Philly winning. Uh, welcome back, Alshon Jeffrey. He's finally cleared everything. Uh, they got Jalen Ruger, their uh, Rhaegar. wide receiver back. The rookie, Rhaegar, the rookie. He's oh. back. Uh, they got all their they got all their weapons. My boy Miles Sanders back for fantasy purposes. So fuck yeah! And, um, <laughs> yeah, I got them. I'm hoping they like you know score some points. I hope it's a close game though because I need fantasy points. I don't need no blowout. But yeah, I got I, I got the Eagles winning. I got the Giants um, because Jalen hurts. Uh, Buffalo versus Arizona. <laughs> uh, you can flip a coin on that one. I need the Cardinals to lose because, yeah, I'm a Seahawks fan. 
Um, but either team can win, honestly. It's the same damn thing. Both of them got – well, Buffalo has a better defense. Cardinals have a good defense. But both of them are just fucking quarterbacks that got cannons and can fucking run. But, of course, Kyler Murray is more accurate. That's, that's a coin flip. I don't give a fuck who wins. I think I need Arizona. Can win. I think I need Arizona to also lose because they are in our conference and they're fighting for Seton also. So, but I think I also need the Bills to lose because they fighting for Seton with, with Lamar now. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Arizona on this one because uh, Arizona is five and three, and the Buffalo Bills are seven and two. Kind of being strategic, you know what I mean? I don't really give a fuck about the game at all, to be honest with you. Um, Denver versus Las Vegas. I got, I, I'm fucking with Derek Carr this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if Denver might be able to pull this one off. They're starting to get their shit clicking. I like Drew Locke, man. I like Drew Locke. We agree there. I do too. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. He can, he's learning a lot. And I love the fact he's not afraid to fucking throw the deep ball. Mm-hmm. Like he, 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 he flings that bitch. And that's just always fun to watch. Yep. Uh, the next game is Seattle. Oh, no, pardon me. Uh, Chargers versus Miami. Miami. Yeah, I got Miami too. Uh, it seems like that defense is really legit, man. Brian Flores got them boys hunting for real, for real. I, I think tried Just, to tell you. I think Justin Herbert is gonna make it interesting though, cause he he has a lively arm and he he tends to do that, but he just don't win no games though. Yeah, you're not lying there. Um, hopefully Tua can do something because you, you think I hate Tua, but so far I just haven't seen anything impressive. He's played against some whatever teams. Mm-hmm. So it's like, eh. And, you know, the first game he played for, it wasn't looking too good. And the start of this game, you know, he did turn it around and put some fucking points up and win. So I got to give him credit where credit's due. But so far, it's just not looking like anything special. And I won't be surprised if Houston does, you know, keep fucking losing and not doing too well that they use that pick to, you know, get one of those top two quarterbacks. Um. So th- this next game, I-, I got a question for you. Do you think Joe Burrow can beat Pittsburgh, man? Yes. That that would be crazy, right? If Joe Burrow went into went, went into, the, into that game as a rookie and beat the undefeated team, I think that would be an incredible story. I don't know if it would be incredible because we almost watched a fucking four-string quarterback in the Dallas Cowboys destroy them last week. Damn, you're right about that. Damn, bro. God damn, Ricky. And not to be funny, he the, the, the arsenal of fucking receivers that Joe Burrow has at his disposal is incredible. He has That's Higgins, true. he has fucking A.J. Green, you know, like he, he has some fucking Tyler Boyd. Uh, if they wanted to use him, even though they don't, is John Ross. He still has Gio Bernard because I believe uh, Mixon isn't playing tomorrow because I don't know what's wrong with him, to be honest. They say he got some type of injury. All right, so, yeah. so with all that considered, who you got winning? Uh, I'm going for Cincinnati, but I won't be shocked if Pittsburgh wins because Tom Holland uh, – oh, shit, that's fucking Spider-Man, boy. Um, what's Mike his name? Tom- uh, Mike Tomlin? Mike Tomlin. There you go. I'm looking at the Spider-Man case, nigga. I'm ready to play. Um, <laughs> no matter what's been thrown at him this year, uh, he's finding a way to win, and that's how the fuck you, you know, supposed to do it. No matter what's going on, whether you're supposed to win by a million points or fucking one point, his team keeps winning. They keep finding a way, no matter what's going on. So, you know. All right. The next game is Seattle versus the Rams. Um, I got the Rams winning this one because the Seattle is being Seattle. That defense isn't clicking. They haven't had the time to fucking get the chemistry going. They've been hurt for too long, and that's just just not going to turn around in a week. It might be a close game, but I got the I got the Rams taking it, bro. Uh, I got the Hawks. I think I think uh, the Rams aren't a good football team. Um, that's, that's why I got the Hawks. I think they have a better defense, but I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think Russ can uh, 
Get Russ it done. can't keep winning them these games. He can't. Like, and we're starting to see everything he can do because he's on the field too much. We mm-hmm. see all the plays. You can kind of tell when it's going to Metcalf, when it's going to go to Tyler Lockett. And they're not even scrambling anymore. It's like, fuck it, nigga. You want DK to get it? Throw the ball to DK. Okay, we got him set up with a shadow. Like, you're starting to see it more. Everybody knows that's his target. So it's like the defense is going to have to start winning them games or putting them in position. And we don't have a run game at the moment because Carson's dead, Carlos Hyde's dead, and we have fucking DJ Dallas and fucking Alex Collins that we let go to Ravens, and the Ravens let him go. So, yeah, good luck. I hope uh, we win, but – yeah. The next the next game is Minnesota versus Chicago. Uh I don't give a fuck. Yeah, me either. Me <laughs> either. Let's be real. I don't give a fuck. Whoever wins wins. Dalvin Cook's been going fucking eight shit though in Chicago. I guess I guess that I guess I guess that's the be- the better question. Do you think that Dalvin Cook continues his 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 uh you know performance like that against the Chicago defense? The Chicago defense is pretty good, right? Uh, secondary is good. Run defense, not so much. That's what a lot of people don't talk about. The run defense isn't that great. The secondary is pretty, pretty good. But we'll see how it goes because you got to still get through those levels, you know. Hey, hey Ricky. So we'll see how they go. Hey, Ricky. Drew, Drew Brees beat uh, the Bears secondary with no wide receivers. None. None. Um, I think Mary didn't play. <laughs> what? So this has been episode. <laughs> not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. All right, but yeah, man, this has been episode 23 of the Wait Till You Hit This podcast. Uh, salute y'all for tapping back in with us, man. Um, we start bumping our numbers, and we greatly appreciate it. Every time, man. Every time y'all come through and droves, we're gonna let y'all know how we felt about it. Ricky ain't have to cut y'all out this week because y'all bumped the numbers up a, a little bit for the for the boys. You know what I'm talking about? Um, you can follow me at Dame Fresh on Twitter. You can follow Ricky at Splash Bro Rick. You can follow the, you can follow the podcast at Wait Till You Pod. Follow Facebook. Wait Till You This Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can send email questions at Wait Till You Pod at Gmail. Uh, like, share, comment, rate, subscribe, all that shit in between. And we're gonna get up with y'all next week, man. You got anything more to say to people, Rick? Uh, love, peace, and hair grease. Fred, love is the Brooklyn way. Shout out to Biggie. We out. Peace.